0: Thank <laughs> you. Tell me, what is it you want for Christmas this year? I can get you anything.
1: Nah, forget it.
0: No, you can tell me. I'll get it for you.
1: I've got it covered. I already wrote Santa.
0: Okay, tell me. You know, Santa's sometimes busy with other children. So tell me, what did you tell Santa you wanted for Christmas?
1: I want a podcast intro, with improvised comedy bits that no one wanted to hear, and impressions, and a robot, and a 9-11 joke, and inappropriate sexual humor because you can't think of anything else and go for shock value!
0: Are you sure I cannot just get you a seamless edit?
1: You got me a seamless edit last year.
0: it's intro time all right we're back
1: (laughs) your 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 jingle all the way specific arnold impression was chef's kiss you really got the 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 disarming lilt he gives himself when he speaks
0: he's just trying to be a good dad man he is and we're trying to have a bad christmas Uh. off to a great start uh (laughs) this is the movies for win podcast and this is the movies for win episode movies for when you hate Christmas not everybody loves Christmas Denny I don't know if you you knew this
1: really because as someone who doesn't love Christmas it seems like everybody else loves Christmas
0: (laughs) I love it um yeah this week we're doing movies for when you hate Christmas next week is movies for when you love Christmas um I think Denny and I kind of land on opposite sides of the fence here for our Christmas feelings how we feel about the holiday as somebody that hates Christmas, Denny, as the Christmas hater, tell us Christmas thoughts.
1: You know, concerns? honestly, I wouldn't say my heart's grown two sizes, but it has grown one size. You know, like I'm not, I'm not ready to uh, carve the Christmas ham and eat the who hash and hold hands singing. But I, I used to like adamantly hate Christmas, and I think. As I've had more and more adult Christmas memories, not in a sexual way, um, not like, not that kind of adult, but just, I don't know. Cool. I think I, I'm starting to realize I didn't hate Christmas. I hated obligation and pressure. Um, I just hate that it's a time of year where everyone feels entitled to your time and that they've decided that how you spend your Christmas could possibly break their heart when you don't mean for it to. Uh, that's It's what I love about Halloween. No one has ever said to me like, okay, Denny, but it's just not Halloween without you. I <laughs> well, guess I'll just trick or treat alone this year.
0: <laughs> it is not Halloween without you. That's, right? And it would be I'm warranted.
1: <laughs> it would be warranted. But everyone understands Halloween's a fun day. Go do whatever you want. No pressure. No one gives a shit what you do. Like, Greg, you've missed my last two Halloween parties, yeah?
0: Yeah, sorry.
1: No, it's chill. That's the beauty of it. It doesn't matter. Obligation
0: and pressure.
1: I love having you there, but it's not a big deal. It didn't, like, break my heart and make me question whether I was loved, whether or not you were too tired to come to my Halloween party or not. It doesn't ruin, it doesn't hurt me on an emotional level, even though, like, halloween is super important to me but like it's not like it has to be important to everybody just because it's important to me whereas in christmas other people decide that christmas is important to them therefore it must be important to you it's what i've always said is i don't want to take christmas away from anyone who loves it i just want to be left alone by christmas (laughs) i just want permission to not destroy anyone's world and just kind of do my own thing that's all I want
0: I think that's fair
1: I wish more people did
0: well, you know, as a Christmas lover I will extend a uh, olive branch to you, or Thanks. mistletoe
1: thank you, and I would—I don't hate it anymore I would say I've gone to neutral Milk. to slightly irritated ah. hotel yeah, um, alright <laughs> i've gone to neutral milk hotel on christmas i'm like hey there's there's fun aspects of it but i don't get i wouldn't miss it is what i'm saying if it went away i wouldn't miss it but i i can i can find some joy i can enjoy it but it's not because i like the festivities as much as it is because i like my friends and giving them gifts and having fun and that's pretty cool it's a good excuse to do that i suppose
0: pretty rad
1: yeah greg yeah. What, do you, what do you well we'll get to what you love about christmas next week that's more yeah that's, appropriate. that's later that's not what we're here for
0: yeah i'll get my platform in seven days
1: Woo.
0: <sighs> all right um on that note the three movies we have selected for when you hate christmas are ginger dead man that was your pick Uh, My pick, I said last week, was going to be the Princess Switch, um, but I was informed by my fiancé that's more of a trilogy. And you gotta really watch all three to, you know, get the complete story. Apparently. I don't know if that's true. I don't care. I'm not gonna spend more than one movie's worth of time on that. Sorry, Vanessa Hudgens. Not part of my (laughs)
1: Christmas I have never been more grateful for Leah informing you of something that made my life better. I did not want to watch that movie.
0: She insisted we didn't watch it. I'm kind of glad. Um, instead we went with uh, I was I was scrambling to find something. I wanted to pick um, Surviving Christmas because I wanted to see James Gandolfini in a <laughs> Christmas movie. But it seems like a super mean-spirited and just outright terrible movie. Um so i went with krampus krampus because that's Krump- not mean-spirited
1: krampus. or terrible
0: <laughs> yeah well you know it's more folklore whimsical than what <laughs> what the trailer communicated it's it's a christmas horror movie yeah and yeah um
1: and the audience picked
0: the audience picked in our poll once again a, a movie winning by one vote yet again yeah. Um we've got Jingle All The Way, Barely Beating Christmas Vacation. People like Arnold more than Chevy. I mean, um yeah. Yeah. But Jingle All really, The Way. Love how,
1: it. How was I the only one who voted for Gremlins?
0: I was expecting it to be a tighter race, honestly.
1: <laughs> it was it was those two and then everything else. No one gave a shit about the rest of the options. <laughs> it kind of surprised me
0: yeah um usually we try to offer like a broad a broad field of a lot of potential winners but it always seems to just come down to two
1: yeah i don't know why it keeps ending up like that i was hoping for my dark horse santa Slay, a horror christmas movie starring bill goldberg um notable jewish professional wrestler uh i was i was ready for him to be uh, an evil santa claus and shit on a holiday that i'm sure has uh uh been a chip on his shoulder over hanukkah his whole life because hanukkah rules i may not mm-hmm. like christmas i have i have been to a couple hanukkahs with a friend of mine who is jewish and she has invited me and i've had a blast i love hanukkah
0: kick-ass uh dreidel all the way coming next <laughs> week
1: um... eight crazy nights with Dinny and greg
0: oh god the
1: only hanukkah movie
0: <sighs> it's the only one we need yeah. um well we're gonna we're gonna start with ginger dead man yes. that was your pick yes the gary Busey um movie in, <laughs> from t- in 2005 a way, in, in a, way a way it's a movie i guess you could call it a movie in other
1: ways it's not
0: <laughs> There's there's cameras there's actors
1: that's also true of, like, the news. <laughs> Ooh. Uh,
0: Denny, it's your pick. I'll let you summarize the plot for Ginger Dead Man.
1: Oh, dude. Try to
0: be succinct. Uh. I, know it's, I know it's very deep and heavy.
1: Gary Busey is a murderer who decides to shoot up a whole family in a bakery one time. We don't know why, and we never find out. Um, he just likes to go into bakeries and kill people every once in a while, I suppose, Um, Our protagonist was too scared. Um, So that's her arc, is not being scared of the guy with the gun shooting her family. Mm. As though that's an inappropriate emotion to feel in that moment. Um, I'm not afraid anymore. God, I'm a real boy. Um, Then one fine day, a mysterious box of gingerbread batter shows up and this guy who wants to be a wrestler drips his blood in it and uh we use a for some reason novelty sized gingerbread cookie cutter to bake a blood ritual cookie because oh that's right because Millard Fillmore Findelmeyer it's like Findle something
0: I don't remember
1: it's the slipperiest name i've ever heard like you couldn't even name a a a a, a doctor seuss character Findelmeyer
0: <laughs> i think yeah. it changed every time gosh
1: what is it? Um, oh, my gosh. It's going to drive me nuts. I'll look it up in a minute.
0: Okay. I wrote it
1: down because I knew I wasn't going to remember it, and I can't find it in my notes. Millard Findelmeyer. That's what it is. Um, that's close. Yeah. Uh, he was sentenced and cremated, and they mailed his ashes to his mom, and we are t- I'm sure they couldn't get the budget for his mom to drop them off, so we just get gingerbread cookie mix with her fucking ashes in it um thankfully there's a walk-in oven at this place aka a crematorium um where they bake it and he just comes to life and starts killing people and we meet a couple of like hicks that are also in the mix and uh, uh they they eventually kill the ginger dead man too uh, mm-hmm. The movie has an hour and ten minutes of run time, including yeah. extended opening and closing credits. I
0: was about to say, ten minutes of that is credits.
1: They were absolutely trying to pad the time. <laughs> like, Greg, what's your relationship with the ginger dead man? Never
0: heard of it, but now <laughs> I've seen it.
1: <laughs> I uh, The end. <laughs> I do remember seeing the VHS cover at Blockbuster's um I,
0: I feel like i've seen the cover but i yeah. feel i don't want to say that with confidence because it might have been something else yeah. you know like um, jack frost i think is the one i saw potential
1: oh jack frost my mom the the cover i mean yeah okay wait the the scary one or the michael keaton one
0: the scary one
1: i remember that cover i never rented the movie because it looked too scary exactly. um but um potential friend of the show megan taylor if she ever listens to the silver linings playbook episode um has been recommending this to me for years and i finally watched it and uh boy did i <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> that's my relationship with it
0: um i appreciate that the movie was free on tubi i just yeah I clicked on the link after I Googled the title of the movie, and it was like, Here you go, here's your movie. It's playing now. I was like, wow, <laughs> thank you. That's great. Um, it's in 480p at best. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
1: oh, it was well. a blurry movie. Um, it was a
0: very blurry, <laughs> very blurry movie. An extremely blurry movie.
1: Yes. Dude, fresh out the gate, 2005 was way too late to be making this kind of shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I always assumed it was some obscure 80s or 90s C-tier holiday slasher movie, because there's like a million of those out there. Mm-hmm. I could not believe it when I saw that this was made in 2005. Like, what What are we doing here, people?
0: Yeah, I I was really taken aback. I was like, man, I guess just from the feel of the movie, I was like, I guess 2005 was longer, way longer ago than I... <laughs> than I think about it, you know? Yeah. That's more than half my life ago now. Wow, shit. But, yeah, there you go. How do you like that? Um, huh. But, huh. you know, that's it's still way behind its time.
1: Yeah, this is not how movies looked and felt in 2005. No. You could kind of tell from, like, the, uh, the side parts and, like, the, the low-rise pants that the women were wearing that mm-hmm. it was the 2000s. But, man, this is... I I don't understand it because it was, like, before the Sharknado fad where they made movies like this on purpose for the, like, holy shit, come see it. It's so zany and we made a bad Mm -hmm. movie. Come see our bad movie. Mm -hmm. But after the half-assed efforts to, like, capture the magic of Halloween or Friday the 13th of the 80s and 90s when they misunderstood, they thought, like, marketing execs really thought that people were like, ah, What do Friday the 13th and Halloween have in common? Murder on a holiday. That's why we have like April Fool's Day and like a million movies like that. Um, Because they thought that's what made people like those movies. And I, I don't understand what the fuck was going on in their brains in 2005 when they made this. Like what the fuck?
0: Well, you're saying like marketing execs. I think you're way overestimating, like the money and brainpower that went into this. Ooh, uh, sick burn. But yeah, it's it, it feels very student filmy. You know? Yes. I think Gary. That's Rebusy an insult
1: just... to student films. Yeah.
0: Sorry. And sorry, they, students.
1: They, they often suck so Uh, don't don't hear me defending student films but i watched a lot of them in film school and i never made or saw something this bad (laughs) that may not be true i might have made something this bad
0: (laughs) oh boy Uh, i've definitely seen more student films but man yeah uh into the meat of the movie here let's cut into the meat of the movie and i think it's
1: actually the dough of the movie greg
0: Well, I was going to say, let's cut into the meat of the movie and then intentionally get the blood and in as much things as possible in this kitchen. (laughs) Because,
1: um,
0: employee at bakery cuts, who wants to be a wrestler, cuts his arm. I don't remember what he's cutting. And then he, like, moves his arm over to the other end of the table, dripping blood on everything in his path, and then goes to the, um, gingerbread seasoning and just, like, rests it on there and lets the blood get all in the in the seasonings
1: by the way producer and savior of the show vanessa would like the world to know that there is no such thing as gingerbread seasoning it's ginger that you put in your cookie mix you know what it doesn't exist according to vanessa (laughs) i thought that felt a little off (laughs) (laughs) and i responded yeah vanessa that's what's not realistic about this movie The gingerbread seasoning.
0: (laughs) Faulty premise to begin with. Um, It gets worse from there. So yeah, this girl, the surviving girl from her family getting murdered, her mom is still alive because she wasn't there. I think that's her mom. I wasn't paying too close attention. Uh, They're still trying to keep the bakery running. Uh, But across the street, there's a wealthy Texas businessman that's opened a diner, and he also wants to buy her bakery so it's, that it's a real good
1: burger at, mondo burger situation
0: it really is with none of the charm or fun or yeah <laughs> bur- burgers even yeah. there is a tricky recipe going on at the original location though hey yeah special sauce it's here we go here to kill you uh <laughs> yeah um i feel it. so yeah this this guy's trying to buy her restaurant and she's considering it because we're we can't keep you know we can't keep on our feet for too much longer we're, uh, we're not making money we're not it's hard to make ends meet we might just want to sell this place the reason is we're neglecting food safety and health hazards by bleeding on everything we are making one gingerbread man that's like what 18 inches tall putting it yeah. on a baking sheet and putting that into an oven the size of a <laughs> walk-in closet and baking it (laughs) this is the least efficient bakery
1: and it deserves to go under oh my god man (laughs) what the fuck was that bake like have the people who made this movie seen an oven or a restaurant or like (laughs) like do they think that since there's walk-in freezers there must be walk-in ovens
0: that's gotta be like a is it a kiln is that what it's called where you make like pottery.
1: It's called a crematorium where you oh, hide oh, bodies.
0: Well, no, no. I saw Return of the Living Dead. I know what a crematorium looks like.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not as big. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's actually way smaller. You no, know, I. For a movie that spent its entire runtime in the same location. I thought that was a little odd. I kind of believed it was an oven. I was just like, I didn't know these existed and definitely shouldn't be used like this.
1: I don't think they exist, man. I I don't think... Like, the fucking safety hazard of a fucking walk-in oven? Are you kidding me?
0: Dude, the energy cost. Like, everything about it is wrong. (laughs) Jesus. Like, what heats it? Oh, my God. Well, in this movie, I think it's just a red light, but, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Did they forget to do the first two scenes of the movie? (laughs) Because we just jump in with no context of Gary Busey shooting people.
0: Yeah, my first note is just, is this the beginning of the movie?
1: Okay, I legitimately was like, did it skip forward? I need to go back. I must have... No,
0: I'm at 001, so (laughs) we just, we dive right in and Gary Busey's like got a gun in his hand and he's like getting coffee from like the coffee pot, (laughs) right? And then he just like turns around and shoots a lady and then we're in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Shoots everyone else. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And then he says a lot of creepy stuff on the way.
0: <laughs> Smells feminine in here. God. Which is the weirdest line.
1: <laughs> yep. I, uh...
0: No follow-up, I, though.
1: I don't love a lot of the Gary Busey memes, just because, like, the dude had a traumatic brain injury. And I know he says weird stuff, but, like, there's... A medical reason for that, and I don't yeah. really feel right making fun of it. And so, I, but also like, he said weird stuff too before the brain injury, and that's free game. And I thought that like just the nature of this movie meant that like we could watch Gary Busey do stuff and laugh. And nope, it was. I, I just assumed it would have been before his accident, and uh, it wasn't. And I, yeah. it feels very exploitative to me i feel Um, like
0: this was his warm-up back into the acting game maybe so let's let's hope so because it it seems if you're yeah like you're saying exploitative it it feels a little mean-spirited
1: yeah like well because they 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 did the movie with a serious tone except when the ginger dead man was talking um Mm -hmm. and i couldn't tell if they were like trying to hedge their bets in post and be like see we it was meant to be a joke you're supposed to be laughing or if it was just an all out failed attempt to like capture the magic of Freddy Krueger and Chucky with their dialogue. Yes
0: I think they were going for like a Chucky or Leprechaun kind of vibe.
1: It didn't work.
0: I had more fun when the Ginger Dead man was like talking and quipping and doing his little one-liners like i'll have a lady finger and then he cuts off a lady's finger like yeah i smirked Uh, i breathe i breathed out my nose kind of heavy a couple times
1: those some of them were okay but for the like there were a lot more duds than hits with his with his intentionally funny dialogue
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: they like still just fucked it up like they still couldn't write something good more than like two times for him to say
0: well, they did write a good love story.
1: I don't know that that's true, Greg.
0: I know it's not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, our our protagonist girl um, has a crush on the most popular girl in town's boyfriend. The most popular girl in town is the daughter of the businessman that's trying to buy their business, and she sucks. She won Miss Pretty Face of Waco, so, you know, sky's the limit for her.
1: Not a lot of competition. You ever been to Waco? <laughs> yeah, oh I'm working heel on Waco. Oh, you heard me. Yeah. The, the bears suck. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're
0: you're going to clean up at Wrestlepalooza. That's called uh, cheap
1: heat, brother. Cheap heat.
0: Oh, man, that's how you get them. It's so easy. Um. Yeah, but... This this girl sucks. She's got a boyfriend that has a history, I guess, with our protagonist, where they were, like, kind of friends as kids or at least, like, knew each other. There's a lot going on. There's a lot I want to cover. Everything feels out of order, even though it sequentially makes sense. But then we've got, like, a love story that keeps coming, coming up at the most inopportune times.
1: Yeah. And... They've got no reason to stay in the bakery and try to fight this thing, but they just keep doing it. Like, oh, it's just it's it's so fucking bad. This movie sucks. Like, it's not even fun. Like, it's it's an annoying movie. Like, extremely annoying.
0: Yeah, it's annoying, but it doesn't overstay its welcome because it's an hour long. I was, I, I was mer- like
1: mercifully short. Is what mercifully I mercifully short? Yeah.
0: I was um you know getting the notes ready while the intro credits were rolling and I was like there's nothing really going on I could probably click the skip ahead 30 second button and I just clicked it like 8 times <laughs> <laughs> still credits all right a couple more <laughs> finally got to the meat of this thing um oh. yeah there's there's just not a lot to say it, it's there's like little there's like little tidbits we can talk about like the ginger dead man keeps them in the bakery by booby trapping the exits kind of
1: yeah except oh. vanessa immediately pointed out and this is why i'm, I'm gonna lo- see if this is my point too go, go for ahead. it say, no you say it you say it.
0: all right you tell me if this is vanessa's point um they found out it was booby trapped because uh miss pretty face of waco um activated a trip wire and a knife um in a weird sequence of non-immediacy came down and stabbed her in the face with no proper force yes okay that booby trap is done that exit is safe now she cleared the trap <laughs> but they're like oh it's booby trap we gotta stay here <laughs> so they stayed there
1: yep that is vanessa's exact point and yes. if i'm ever in a booby trapped exit situation i hope i'm with both of you guys because my brain works about the same as our stupid characters in the movie, and I would have been—I I didn't even think like, "Well, now you can go through that door, so you're fine." I was oh. like, "Oh God, we're stuck!" I—I <laughs> I, I really struggle with uh, solving concrete problems. I'm pretty good at the abstract ones, but I'm pretty bad at like tangible solutions to like physical problems in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, despite all your strength, you're gifted
1: with just. Yeah.
0: All brawn and no brains. <laughs> uh,
1: I know I act tough, Greg. <laughs> but I don't have it all figured out.
0: Through this hard exterior, there is a soft little Denny here that can't figure out booby traps. I mean it's it's like home alone.
1: Oh man. We should have watched that instead of this. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm gonna reference Home Alone later.
0: <laughs> I already did earlier. Um
1: So I I've got a question. I've got something. I've yeah. got something to talk about. Do you think that they intentionally shot 80% of the movie in a Dutch angle? Or was the tripod just tipping over?
0: <laughs> I think I think it was intentional. But then it was also tipping over at certain points. So it was almost 90 degrees.
1: Dude, I'm telling you. I have never had motion sickness in my life until I watched this movie. And I'm not- that's not like a joke. That's not hyperbole. Long car rides, roller coasters, craziest spinny ride at the shitty carnival. Like, never in my life- I've been on cruises. I've never gotten motion sick. And I felt like I was gonna throw up and needed to lay down while I was watching this movie. Because the camera- like, for extended sequences, despite being like way too tilted for no reason- and alternating between tilted and not tilted in uh uh shot reverse shot stuff. I think Denny's a little tilted. It just starts going back and forth. <laughs> like <laughs> And I was like, I'm gonna fucking puke. I'm like,
0: steering the bus. Uh, I feel
1: dizzy right now. <laughs> like it was just, I was like, this is like the worst night of getting drunk I've ever had in my life. That's what watching this movie's like.
0: I feel like if it wasn't standard death I would have definitely noticed that. Um Yeah, man. I feel for you. It was it was a rough go.
1: It was all I could see, man. Like it was <sighs> Remember Sorry, that man. uh that pathetic bread fight?
0: Uh ooh, hold on. It's I'm when our about a scene
1: it's when our two it's when our two female oh. characters fight in the back and it's just like Fucking silly, like.
0: Can you say cat fight? Right,
1: it's so bad.
0: Oh man, I do like. She finally stood up to her bully and was just like, "You know what? You're a real bitch," and then hits her in the face with a pie. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was rough. It was rough. Um. Yeah,
1: Denny. I don't know how much longer you want to talk about gingerbread. I've got a few more thoughts, Greg. Oh, please hit me. Um, first and foremost, another note from Vanessa. Um, you she's don't got you, good ones. You don't put the decorations on the gingerbread cookie before you break before you bake it.
0: Oh my god!
1: They would melt and liquefy the cookie, according to Vanessa. And
0: <laughs> she's, she's right.
1: She makes valid points. Um,
0: Oh, yeah, I often frost the cake and then bake it. That's a great point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Vanessa also noticed they didn't have rat continuity. The rat changes colors at one point. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great eye from Vanessa on those. Oh, um, man,
0: she's going to love prisoners.
1: She just texted me the walk-in oven. I'm going to tell her we've already covered it.
0: That's the deepest hell cut. Oh, yeah, the walk-in <laughs> oven is hilarious. I like that it had a window. It was just like a regular oven, you know?
1: <laughs> you definitely wouldn't be able to fucking see how well your shit was baking. It's like yeah. 20 yards away <laughs> yeah, from a the wall. tiny window.
0: <laughs> like, I can see it's still in there. Yeah. Oh, that that's so you can see the person that definitely got accidentally trapped in there suffocate and die.
1: <laughs> Dude, no, because the, the protagonist, like, literally fucking lays down in the oven while it's on later and is fine. Like... <laughs> um...
0: She would have stuck to the... She would have melted to the floor.
1: My, uh... My Maybe biggest... she had oven mitts. I don't know. <laughs> no, she just. It was fine. They no, just oven didn't mitts even that makes acknowledge it all, that that place should okay. be a fucking hell chamber. Um, yeah, I. Uh, Ooh.
0: I have a quick joke. Yeah. Opening the door to that thing has got to be like when you leave your car out in the sun in Texas during summer and then you forget the uh, shade screen and you open Ooh. your door. You're like,
1: oh, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Ugh, I'm going to stand here while that. <laughs> whatever i had in here is ruined (laughs) (laughs) um i was very deeply upset that they did not defeat the ginger dead man by dunking him in milk i i thought that Mm. was (laughs) one of the one of the best possible ways um i'll say something nice the wrestler character i would uh I would watch him wrestle. I would watch the Butcher Baker wrestle. That's a cool gimmick. It's a cool gimmick. Cool name. He had the promo. Um, why is there a jazz cover of the Jaws theme playing while she's baking gingerbread? (laughs) It was like I don't don't think I remember that. It had a lot of like duh, but like like with it was it was fucking stupid. Oh god! It was clearly building tension. Um. Did the rich guy die from having a car driven into his legs because they did that awful horrible lazy car crash death scene and then we yeah. see him with the car at like waist height <laughs> pinning Below him against waist the wall height. yeah just it, dead
0: even at full speed that might have cracked a femur and maybe hurt his knees yep he would not have died <laughs> yep he had to lean way over to be slumped over the hood of that thing
1: <laughs> yeah um, I don't usually count bullets, but that revolver had like twenty shots in it.
0: Listen <laughs> like it's something I'll yeah if it's like seven or eight, I'll forgive it, but if it's like clearly a revolver and you're just
1: and yeah, it's. It went on so long that I thought for sure they were going to do a bit where she ran out of bullets and it just, no.
0: <laughs> it would have been funny if like the ginger dead man like, shot it 30 times and then she gets the gun and it's empty.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: After all that.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I thought Jason Voorhees had good body delivery, but he never gave anybody cherry nipples, so the ginger dead man will always have that on him.
0: <laughs> That's right step it up in the next Jason movie guys
1: it's the it's the attention to detail that really sets ginger dead man apart (laughs) that's right (laughs) um man just (sighs) two more things if we must why was there a blue-tongued party city monster after he ate the gingerbread man
0: oh he became possessed Oh, okay. That's that's my note here. Uh, a man possessed a cookie who possesses a man who becomes part cookie. This is just good writing.
1: <laughs> but why was his tongue blue? Because
0: he's a cookie. That's the frosting.
1: No, cookies don't have blue. Because he's a frosting. lizard. Cookies aren't lizards.
0: Lizards aren't cookies.
1: Okay, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh checkmate. Uh
1: Um Yeah, I know what I want to end on.
0: Yeah, please.
1: This movie Finish ends Finish this. This movie ends with a bake sale. Isn't every day at a bakery a fucking bake sale? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You had a bake sale in front of a bakery, like it's some sort of special occasion I,
0: i've I've got a great idea to revive the business. <laughs> what if we opened the business? <laughs> <laughs> what if we had a work day?
1: <laughs> but instead of inside the place we're paying rent for, how about if we put a stupid table out in front of it and worked from there? Oh my God, pretty cool. Oh, uh, <sighs> Greg, mm-hmm. what's our gimmick of the week? Ooh, gimmick of the week!
0: It's a doozy. <laughs> Don't blame me, cause Denny named it. It is the uh, the moment on the timeline where Tiny Tim dies. This is uh, the moment that proves that Christmas is terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you give it to, Greg?
0: Uh hold on, let me read it real quick. Uh I I Christmas is awful because even during the holidays and after a family tragedy that you're still recovering from traumatically, uh even then a soulless businessman is trying to buy your family legacy.
1: <laughs> Fair.
0: Seems pretty shitty. Uh well, I don't know. Maybe I should give it to the couple making out while the other employee is lying on the floor with a concussion (laughs) and they're finding their feelings for each other while she's going uh, on the floor after being locked in a being concussed in a walk-in uh freezer
1: yeah and her concussion noises were very sexual
0: yeah off camera you're like
1: (laughs) what the fuck is that
0: that's not what's going on yeah
1: (laughs) I've, uh, I faked... She wanted
0: some alone time in the freezer and faked a concussion.
1: <laughs> Dude, I've I've faked a concussion so everybody would leave me alone while I masturbated. We've all done it. We've all done it, Greg. Stop shaming it.
0: Denny, what's your uh, what's your moment in the timeline where Tommy, Tiny Tim dies?
1: Um, it's the protagonist fake cry and monologue in the bakery about how horrible everything is. Um. Ooh in boy. in a sea of horrible performances where no one did a good job, um, the protagonist I don't know the character's name or the actor's name, and I'm not looking it up. She does this god awful fake cry where she breathes in after every fucking syllable. Um <laughs> it just oh. that was my moment where I was like Oh, ghost of Christmas yet to come. Are these things that will be or might be? And can I change so that I avoid this horrible reality? (laughs) That was my Tiny Tim is Dead timeline moment.
0: Oh, spirit.
1: Please, spirit, no more. (laughs) Greg, what's your favorite line?
0: God, I can't wait for next week. It's going to be great. I had a runner up where. Anything bad can happen at Christmas or whatever. They're talking about some serial killer that chopped up uh, some pe- some person and then mailed their body parts to other people. And Amos says, talk about going postal, which I thought was really funny. That's not bad. <laughs> That's a great fucking joke. Not bad. But um, I'm going to try to replicate. It's another Amos line. It sounds like a delay in the word for like effect or i don't know how to explain explain it it's like he forgot the rest of the line though the way it's delivered but he says holy shit it's not quite quite christopher walken and it's not quite holy shit it's not like that it's like he forgot what he was saying yeah in the middle of the first word
1: dude there were two or three times in the movie where vanessa and i were both like Did she forget her line and just stumble through it and they just used the take? Yep, there were (laughs) a few of those.
0: Like with the mom outside the bakery that was shooting the other diner with a shotgun. (laughs) That was cool.
1: Speaking of that, I just found a note. You missed it because you skipped the credits. But after that opening scene, they said, In association with shoot productions... After Gary Busey just shot a bunch of people. <laughs>
0: oh my god.
1: Um
0: I think I saw that. I just didn't put it together.
1: You you already touched on my favorite line. It's there's somebody in here. I smell something in the air. It smells feminine.
0: <laughs> it was so weird. You can't it's...
1: you can't put that on Gary Busey, man. That's writing. <laughs> it's 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 not
0: referencing anything that did happen and it's not leading up to anything he just says it
1: yeah (laughs) it's so fucking he just does a bunch of non-sequitur shit man in that lot in that whole scene and i just i don't know i don't know what to say it was fucking garbage it was fucking weird
0: no kidding all right um god We didn't have a lot of good lines to choose from. Uh, They uh, they really
1: front-loaded them, though. That opening scene had a lot. True. Very
0: true. Because it's the only time we see Gary Busey's
1: face. Yep. I'm not even convinced he did the voiceovers for the character. I, I looked and I didn't see anyone credited as doing it. Um, and there was, the only trivia was, mm. this movie was actually written in 2001, but made in 2005, and I was like, wow, fucking riveting. Uh, well, this
0: movie was written in two minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your critic score of this, uh, this film known as Ginger Dead Man Day?
1: Do you remember when I gave night screams, like, in 11, and you said it should be lower, and mm-hmm. I said, you don't know how low my floor is?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I gave this movie a 4 out of 50.
0: Oh, almost a 1 out yep. of 10. Oh boy. Um, I don't need to hear you justify that. That's nope, fine. That's
1: just, what What else could I say? I, I hold this truth to be self-evident.
0: <laughs> as long as you both shall live. Um, I gave this one an 8 out of 40, which is higher than Night Screams, I think.
1: What makes it higher than Night Screams?
0: I feel like there was... I don't know, I like the spirit of it a little bit more. It's weird. It was shorter. It didn't put me through a lot. It didn't annoy me as much as it did you. I don't know, I feel like it was trying to be bad... I don't know. I just felt like it had a more fun spirit to it than Night Screams, I guess.
1: Night Screams never made me feel like I was gonna fucking puke.
0: (laughs) I mean, you see how sweaty they got in that sauna. God,
1: maybe so. Night Screams at least made a whole movie and like did a whole feature length film.
0: (laughs) I'm the I'm the other way where it's I'm giving this movie credit for not doing that.
1: (laughs) Have Have you looked up any of the sequels to this movie?
0: Uh, I saw the titles. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they
1: they leaned into it with "Passion of the Crust" and "Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong." <laughs> My money's uh. on Evil Bong, personally. Uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, place your bets.
1: Everybody, grandpa's with me. Grandpa's time. I'm dying right. Grandpa's time. Um,
0: Grandpa's. we got to find some way to take this show on the road, baby. Um, Yippity-doo. Seamless edit, we're back. Um, We've sung you back in. Oh, man. Movies. (laughs) What a doozy we just went through. Uh, Movies for when you hate Christmas rolls on ahead. It's hopping onto your roofs. It's coming down your chimney unless you keep the fire hot. Uh, Denny, we're gonna talk about Krampus now. Krampus? Krampus. 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 This is
1: America! We say Krampus!
0: Not Grandma. (laughs) Not my Omi. Um... (laughs) Yeah, Krampus was my pick. Um, this is a movie about the German uh, folklore character. He's kind of the anti-Santa, if you will. Anti-Clause. to anti cla oh, come on. What am I even doing? That was here, off Ant- the
1: cuff. That was off the cuff.
0: What am I even doing? I should just stop. <laughs> uh Anticlaus is <laughs> he's not here to give. He's not here uh I forgot the other one, but he's here to take. He's here to <laughs> punish, not to reward. There we there go. There it is. There you go, um, yeah, he's part man, part creature. I don't know a lot about the folklore the folklore behind this one, but uh German grandma in the movie does uh young boy named Max, he is the last one in the family, he's the youngest besides the baby, I guess uh he's the youngest in the family that still believes in Santa, or he's been told that Santa doesn't exist, but he still holds on to the belief. In Santa, he still writes Santa a letter, but instead of toys, he just wants his family to be together. He wants his parents to resolve their issues, he wants his aunt and uncle to uh, be nice, and he wants his cousins to also be nice to him and (laughs) just wants everyone to be okay. Wants Christmas to be the way it used to be when everybody got along. But aunt and uncle and all the cousins come over, grandma's at the house too, Nobody's getting along, nobody's having a nice time, Aunt Dorothy is here too, and she sucks. Um, The cousins find Max's letter to Santa, they tease him for it, and he says, you know what, I'm tired of being a a little kid, I'm sick of this shit, I'm gonna rip this up, rip up my note, throw it out the window, I don't care about my family, Christmas sucks, Santa's not real, goodbye. But somebody heard his cries, it's our good friend, the titular Krampus who sicks his uh, army of evil Christmas themed spirits, elves, helpers, toys, cookies, etc on this family, picking them off one by one and uh, leaving Max behind with his bad decision, his wish came true, but not in the way he wanted sad times at krampus high uh <laughs> denny had you seen this movie before this episode
1: yeah i watched it a couple of years ago what about okay. you
0: i saw it in theaters oh shit yeah i thought it came tra- out around christmas 2015 <laughs> watch it then
1: i thought the trailer looked too scary um but i watched it a couple of years ago i thought it was all right and i hadn't thought much about it until we did it for this podcast
0: yeah i kind of forgot how most of it went.
1: Same, same.
0: Um, I remembered the very, very ending with like the bell and the snow globe and all that, yeah. but I, I couldn't remember a lot of the details. I just remember there were scary monsters in the presence
1: Yeah. Um. um could I ask you something else instead of your up? instead of your relationship with this movie? What's your relationship with believing in Santa?
0: Oh man, I don't know. I think it was, you know, I'm the youngest sibling. Um, I honestly can't remember the last time I like I really believed in Santa, or like I don't really I don't remember finding out that Krampus was real. Um,
1: <laughs> I hope you never find out that Krampus is real.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: Just keep being a good boy every year. You won't have to meet him.
0: I'm a good boy. No, I I don't rip up my Santa notes anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I I really don't remember. Um, uh, I think I feel like it's something that came up at school. Was just like, wait a second, you think Santa's real? And it's just like, no, I sure don't.
1: <laughs> but that's how I
0: I found out. I feel like that's what happened, but I can't like specifically remember.
1: Can I share mine?
0: yeah sounds like you've got one
1: (laughs) i've got a doozy of a story with believing in santa do tell so apparently i don't remember this at all apparently when i was in preschool some girl told me that santa wasn't real and i mentioned it to my parents no recollection um and they were like okay he's way too young to not believe in santa we've gotta like we gotta really do this big you know like we gotta give him some christmas magic So they had someone who I would later find out a guy down the street, um, come to my house dressed as Santa. And it's like Christmas Eve when I'm like five or six and my parents come get me and my brother down uh, to like, go stand on the stairs and keep in mind, this is someone who already believed in Santa. Like I I don't Mm -hmm. remember ever questioning it or doubting it. Uh, I was, I was the oldest in my family. Um, and Santa's in my house, which fits and is cool, um, but uh i I'm more focused on the toys he's putting out. like I just I never <laughs> doubted that Santa was real, so oh my god I, and so then, as years go on, um, I would later find out that my dad had a Santa suit that he would put on when he was putting out our presents, but i mm-hmm. would I would creep around the stairs on Christmas Eve tell no one that i was going to and tell no one that i did and i would still see santa putting out toys Mm -hmm. this kid who already believed right like didn't didn't tell anyone i saw santa last night um one year santa brought us a life-size santa replica that moved and
0: (laughs) how how narcissistic right i've erected a statue of myself in your home (laughs) it moves
1: the 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 only uh worship me the only the only part of it that looked fake was the face and its back was facing the staircase so it's my brother and i started coming downstairs on christmas morning and we were like son of a Fucking bitch! He's still here. Um, yeah. We run back upstairs, <laughs> and it's like ten a.m. I'm like laying in my bed, being like, "Okay, let's go downstairs." We, clearly, something has gone wrong with the sleigh. Um, I will offer him some hot chocolate. No, Denny, idiot, idiot, idiot! Coffee. He's an adult. Like I'm literally like laying <laughs> in my bed doing this and being like, "Step and he, one." we will we will find a way to contact mrs claus and she will know what to do and christmas will be saved like i'm like legitimately thinking this is happening in my house and it's like 10 a.m and my parents wake up and they're like why haven't our kids gotten us out of bed yet and they come up and get us and we're like he's here he's here and they're like no no come look at this like um (laughs) so years go on Um, and even like every year we would leave, uh, cookies out for Santa and carrots out for Rudolph and several Christmas mornings, the family dog threw up carrots and I never suspected a thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's how, that's how bought in I was. Um, and I'm in like fourth grade, I'm almost 10 years old. And my mom has seen me have like an argument with the neighbor kid being like, he's like, yeah, my mom told me Santa's not real. And I was like, yeah, clearly you're on the naughty list and she's trying to cover. Like, Mm -hmm. I told him that, like, yeah, your parents (laughs) probably come from Santa and that kid was on the naughty list, trust me. Um, Your your parents, your parents are doing it. Santa Claus is not bringing you presents anymore. They probably Mm -hmm. throw away the coal before you even wake up. Um, And so one day I'm in fourth grade after football practice and my dad's like, Denny, you know how some things exist but we can't see them like the air god santa's like that (laughs) he used to be a man but now he's not um and you know what denny all those years ago when we saw santa in our living room i don't know who that was or how it happened my mom later told me it was a guy from down the street Uh, okay (laughs) he was just like i don't know who that was But here's the real thing. If I ever hear you tell me you don't believe in Santa, you won't get any more Christmas presents. And I was like, okay. And so I went to bed that night and I said like a Christmas prayer to Santa and was like, I know
0: you're real. Well, since he's God now. Yeah,
1: I believe in you, Santa. You see me when I'm sleeping, you know when I'm awake. Um, and then I woke up the next morning and was like, all right, I'm about 80% sure my dad just told me Santa's not real. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a year or two later, my brother was like, Hey man, cause I definitely wasn't supposed to tell my younger brothers. I knew that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey man, I noticed, uh, a lot of the toys we got for Christmas. I, uh, I saw them in the trunk of dad's car. Do you think he's Santa? and i was like no they were those were probably for our cousins you know quick thinking mm-hmm. right and he was like yeah i thought that but i looked at what our cousins got for christmas and they didn't get any of the stuff i saw and i was like chad sometimes santa needs a little help from mom and dad and he was like denny are you stupid <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like does this mean the easter bunny's not real either and i was just like i I don't know what to tell you, man. And he was like, Son <laughs> of a bitch! <laughs> so, Ugh, that like... ended up being a way longer monologue than I expected. But thanks thanks for the I therapy session, Greg.
0: I'm here for you, man. And it's like, does
1: this mean God's not real? Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Turns out. Anyway. <laughs> Back to Krampus. <laughs> Back to
0: Krampus. I was
1: hoping we would both have a, a Santa trauma to share, but the more I tell that story, the, the more unique I find out that it.
0: Is. Yeah. I, I think by, you know, by the time I was old enough to start remembering stuff like that, there's no way my parents and my brother had the energy to keep that up. It's <laughs> like, let's just get him the thing and
1: that's, that's the pain. we'll say it's from Santa it's the pain of being the oldest my brothers have both told me like our parents never sat them down and told them santa wasn't real like they just let them figure it out and it wasn't that hard yeah but i will say this the night i saw santa in my living room the first time i went back upstairs and i just had insane diarrhea <laughs> and yes. i was and i was afraid to flush it because i didn't want santa to know i was awake and take my presence back So I left it until Christmas morning.
0: That's a better story.
1: (laughs) That's the best story of all. I think I just got a little too excited. Oh
0: my gosh. Don't excite Denny, guys. Not while he's at your house or far from a toilet. (laughs) That's Um, that's
1: still true. It has nothing to do with Santa.
0: Also has nothing to do with Krampus, our movie. Oh, I that. feel like I'm saying it wrong every time I say it.
1: Krampus. Tony Collette is back. <laughs> I did not call this as our first Tony Collette movie on the podcast.
0: Well, did you forget The Sixth Sense? Oh, shit. You're right. There we go. She's back. It's not the first Tony Collette movie. So, there. She's one we're, of my favorite we're, actors. We're safe. We need to do some of
1: her heavy hitters. We should just do... Movies for
0: when Tony Collette is the is just the shit. Uh yes please. <laughs> we've we featured um Bloom, John Hughes as a director. Let's do Tony Collette as an absolute boss. Coming um, in twenty
1: twenty two.
0: That's right, because we already got plans for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um We start the movie pretty early on. We've got a TV in the kitchen and Ben Wyatt flips the channels to a uh, news segment about the war on Christmas and then we find out that grandma is German and I was like, oh boy, these are Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) They deserve what's coming.
1: Oh, man. What a movie. What a weird movie
0: what a weird movie um same same
1: same writer and director as trick-or-treat
0: yeah i was gonna mention that that i thought that was really cool like i i saw it when i was um i just pulled up the main screen like from this director known for trick-or-treat and other stuff i was like oh we got our guy back good for him instead of doing a bunch of singular stories he's written out his whole thing and he's still stuck on the horror and still this guy
1: did a did, lot of vignettes
0: <laughs> still did a lot of vignettes. this guy's good at his uh his horror though he's good at his monsters boy is least.
1: he yeah
0: holy shit uh
1: they were fucking great in this movie
0: coolest part of the whole thing without a um, doubt
1: no question about it
0: uh yeah it, it's it's a strange movie, but, like, the costume designs and the aesthetics, you just got to give, like, a 11 out of 10 to. Oh, yes. Like, all those attic monsters, I'm pretty sure, like, 90% of it was practical, but then, like, you know, the giant mouth part was yeah. CGI. The little gingerbread cookies with the nail gun are CGI. Yeah. But, like, the little flying owl thing, the teddy bear, that super creepy jack-in-the-box Ooh. that eats the, <laughs> eats the kids. oh. Most of that's practical, and it's so really good. impressive.
1: It's so good.
0: It's legit pretty scary for, like, a lot of times.
1: It really took the movie to another level for me once they got to the attic. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of on yeah. the fence about it. I I, I do think the movie has some pretty big tone problems, which we'll get into later. Um, oh, yeah. But, man, you know, they broke the cardinal rule never follow a disembodied voice to a second location. Um, everybody knows that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but man, once that attic scene hit, I was like, alright, alright, I can do this. I'm here for this. I wasn't 100% on it before, but I'm... You guys... You got something up your sleeve and I know it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was great. It, that's that's really a turning point for the movie for me, too. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah... It, I mean, we can get into it now, kind of the, the I'll call it the tonal issues of the yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: let's do that. I, I,
0: this this felt like it's it needed to be more fun, or I, it was trying to be more fun.
1: I felt like it couldn't pick a lane. Yeah. I'm like, they should have either gone full A24 and done, like, an elevated Christmas horror, or
0: right. they
1: should have gone full Friday the 13th Part 5 and just done like campy as campy can possibly be um and they tried to split the difference and it really didn't work for me
0: yeah they tried to have their gingerbread house and eat it too
1: <laughs> yeah like... it just it riding the fence helps no one i, I think mm-hmm this is an okay movie that could have been just fantastic if they had just committed Mm -hmm. also committed to an R rating like Jesus Christ. Like it really took me out of the moment when like someone's eating their kids and they're like, Oh fudge you.
0: Oh yeah. Give me back my kid. You fudger. That's
1: what it was. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: I knew what you were going to bring up before you said it. Oh
1: my God. Was... I, I do
0: love Allison Tolman, who plays the the aunt with the with all the kids and everything. Yeah, she was I great. Like that, she was great. I, I like that actress a lot. But yeah, due to PG thirteen, she had to call the monster a fudger, which kind of sucks you out of it a little bit. You're just like, oh, I get it. She's like a nice lady kind of character. Yeah. Just doing her best to make Christmas work, but it also feels like we're trying to keep this one PG thirteen.
1: Dude, and it's like, we can have a demonic jack-in-the-box that is terrifying as fuck eat a child, but we can't show blood or say fuck. Yeah. What the fuck is the American yeah, rating system? Like, Jesus. It's,
0: it's too scary for, like, like, if you are 13, this has got to be horrifying.
1: Oh, dude, if I was a teenager and I saw this, it would have fucked with me.
0: Like, it's way too scary for, like, the audience like the early to mid teen audience that they're trying to like also you know play to or like market to yeah but it's also like too whimsical and not gory and not enough swearing or whatever not adult enough for the adult audience that it's like even for us it's also a little scary for so we're having fun with that but it's not adult enough for the rest of the tone you know
1: yeah again you know the middle lane doesn't help anybody you accomplish nothing by trying to split the difference i i really think they and, and i also like and this is something i hate about just like the business side of the film industry when it's like well if you make it rated r you've like made it so a lot of your potential market can't go to it you know and yeah. to me i'm just like that's so fucking dumb that like the internet exists but we won't let a 15 year old go see an r-rated movie Mm -hmm. do you know what they can fucking find on the internet and they can't hear someone say (laughs) fuck twice are you fucking kidding me
0: oh denny watch out they won't be able to listen to this podcast
1: hey if you're a teenager and you listen to this podcast i hope Sorry. i hope you grow up better than me i don't know what to tell you <laughs> follow follow
0: us on tiktok or whatever. honestly um... no
1: i i'm sure that this podcast is incredibly tame compared to whatever weird shit you're into on strange message boards and tumblr and i i would never worry about you hearing anything on this podcast if you're a, if you're a teenager right now
0: yeah um <laughs> Very adult thoughts about mental health. Uh, sorry you're not ready for that yet. Uh, <laughs> your frontal cortex is still developing. Did I get that right? You
1: prefrontal cortex. But prefrontal yes, cortex. You're like Damn. 90% right. You got the it. The one
0: right before the frontal cortex. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't even know if there is a frontal cortex. I only know the basics uh, of brain science. Then
0: how can you have a prefront? Never mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a brain man. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, PG thirteen, but we're treating like the death and consumption of children as <sighs> I can't tell if they're being like trivial and whimsical with it or like this is adult scary stuff. The, it the, that that's the thing that doesn't feel like it's riding the fence. That's the one that feels like it's complete. Like it's it's nowhere near the fence. I don't know what side it's on. With like the little little baby getting kidnapped the <laughs> the f- sorry for the trope but the fat kid getting fished for with the gingerbread cookie <laughs> uh the other kid getting eaten by the jack in the box like child death is treated very weirdly in this movie yeah especially strange for a PG-13 movie yeah and it yeah it doesn't sit super great and it's like I don't know if I should be like horrified by this or laughing at it. It's the one thing that doesn't feel like it's trying to ride the fence. It's like 50 feet above the fence looking down like, I wonder which side I'm going to go. Yeah. It's it's super weird.
1: No, and it's... Because again, we've talked before that it's like truly one of the few taboos left is violence towards children in cinema. And Mm -hmm. I I agree with the taboo. I, I think unless you unless you have just a fantastically dramatic movie that's gonna fully respectfully address that subject, don't show it, it it's fucked up um <laughs> like it's fucked up, and we shouldn't watch it for entertainment. It should be only if you're doing a very serious and very very careful drama about that um
0: yeah definitely, and
1: this never shows us the violence. Kids just get yeah. like pulled away or eaten, but we're aware of the violence. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like it's 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 weird, man. It's very weird. It's very jarring. It's not yeah, like it's funny like... cartoon violence either. Yeah, despite it's like... getting eaten by a giant Jack in the Box or whatever, it's a <laughs> very realistic, scary giant Jack in the Box.
0: Yeah, you make the monsters practical because that makes them scarier yes so we're supposed to be taking this seriously right (laughs)
1: but then they but then they juxtapose that with fucking todd packer david kochner spiritual successor to cousin eddie uh fighting silly cgi gingerbread men and it's like what am i supposed to feel right now
0: i knew i should have gone to my brother's house
1: yeah they're like like and then like an evil robot toy attacks Adam Scott, and he's like, "Oh, you've gotta be kidding
0: me you know he like, says it he says it twice in that scene, yeah, the first time was very earned and really funny i I think he it's like the jack and the jack in the box thing he sees it like finishing eating one of the kids. he's like, You gotta be kidding me, or yeah. something like that, and it it's like it's like a genuine reaction, it feels like. Yeah. But then getting stabbed in the back by a little toy robot, he says it again. It feels a little more quippy and whimsical.
1: Yeah, he, he does it again later when, like, the, the scary elves are invading the house. And they just, like, stand. The All the humans just stand there very still for a really long time. Hmm. I don't remember his direct quote, but he says something along the lines of, like, Oh, great just what we needed or something you know like something like that and it's like dude yeah. like your children are dead <laughs> he's, got a,
0: he's got a lot of those while a
1: Ugh.
0: toddler is getting carried off by strange elf monsters
1: yeah it, it kind of made me just wish that michael Dougherty was just or Dougherty. i don't know how to say his name um
0: doherty probably Dougherty,
1: maybe yeah was just lazier and did a Christmas horror anthology to accompany Trick or Treat because it seems like that's what he Ooh. wanted to do. Like when... with
0: with the exact same attention to detail of um, design and yeah. costume
1: because they they do that really really great um, animated origin story for Krampus like really yeah, really that was, great.
0: That was one of my notes too. It I don't think it's actually stop motion. I think it's CGI yeah. to look like a stop motion animation, but it it's really good.
1: No, it's it's fantastic and it didn't fit at all with the movie. I found it very jarring, but it was very well done, and I was like, dude, you just wanted to make an anthology. I wish you just yeah. did. You wanted to like do all the Christmas tropes and different styles with spooky stuff and I wish you just did that. <laughs> that would have been yeah. better.
0: Yeah that that would be a really cool anthology the same way he did trick or treat where all the stories kind of intertwine in a sort of way yeah that same kind of thing but like one's like a stop motion thing the other ones you know like different kind of art and film styles yeah that would be really interesting but they still like intertwine i think that would be really cool and interesting but
1: it's one of the few times i was like i wish this filmmaker was more lazy relied yeah, more I... on past successes and just was more derivative. <laughs>
0: yeah. I wish he could stick to more of a formula. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he he's clearly an insanely creative guy. This this did feel a little I don't know, maybe like a little bit like the studio had a hand in some of the stuff. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like you you see Trick or Treat, you see the effort that went into so many parts of this movie Mm -hmm. and you know there's like an insane amount of creativity and just absolutely solid um, ideas in filmmaking and storytelling but it feels like there's a little bit of puppeteering going on from up above you know
1: it felt convoluted um and yeah you look at like first of all the character design in general um just fantastic on all all the all the spookies all our monsters are fantastic Mm -hmm. designs dude that scene where we meet krampus for the first time and he's like running on roofs and jumping between them oh yeah it's scary as fuck man it's intimidating
0: (laughs) one one thing i forgot that sister was in the movie and she shows up again at the very end. I was like, "Oh yeah, she died like super early on." Yeah. And at that point you're like with the tone of the movie, you're not sure like cuz the first victim is a kid. It's a teenage yeah. girl. And you're like, are they dying or are they just getting like scooped up and taken somewhere? Yeah. She dies because she's hiding under a van and like a little um I think it's like a jack-in-the-box. It's a music box yeah and then like a little creature starts to come out of it and then she starts screaming and then the van's kind of shaking you're like well is she getting eaten i'm not really sure yeah again not showing the violence actually makes it a little more confusing
1: yeah and i i was bummed about that because i was like well that was one of the only characters that i liked <laughs> yeah she was fine she's gone real early (laughs) yeah sucks i can't stand most of the people in this movie and you're not and you're supposed to it's not because like uh it's not because they suck at writing you were not supposed to like them you know like
0: yeah definitely her her dynamic with her cousins and then like also with her little brother being somewhat protective of him. i thought they had like a nice set of kid characters yeah i
1: know the kid actors were very good in this movie, I thought. Really, really quality yeah. child actors.
0: That's what, another thing I wanted to say. Max, the main kid, he's super good. Yeah, he's fantastic. Like, as an actor and as a character, I thought he was super enjoyable. Yeah.
1: No, he was really Absol- good.
0: Absolutely no problems with him.
1: None whatsoever, and that's pretty rare for a child performance, man. He he crushed it. He did great. He he emoted. Like,
0: yeah. I like this kid. What the
1: hell? <laughs> well, he's very endearing, very innocent, very much like has the best intentions and wants wants good. And you can tell in his performance, you can tell in his eyes, his face acting, his tone, mm-hmm. his line delivery. Mm-hmm. He was he was a great performer, man. I was really a big fan of him.
0: I I I just looked it up. I realize he's the kid from the movie Chef. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have seen Chef. Yeah, he's, he's really good in that one, too. Same same thing. It's great. I like him a lot. But uh, now that I'm on his IMDb page, I see that he is also in something called Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, the movie, as credited as Kid One, and this is a year after Krampus.
1: Oh, that, that movie's a parody.
0: Okay, I see Johnny Depp is playing Donald Trump. Never mind. I also
1: heard it sucked, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I think it's like a Will Ferrell, funny or die thing. I might be wrong, but... Um, i'm looking
0: at this cast and i can't believe it sucks but yeah
1: I, I haven't seen it i've just heard not
0: i just i've just now heard of it <laughs> i've
1: heard not from uh, uh trump people that it's like no nah, it's actually not very good we wanted it to, <laughs> we really wanted it to be but it's not great i don't know though what do i know um all right well we'll we'll,
0: we're, we'll watch chef later there's like a I think there's a theme that we have somewhere in the notes that I wanted to watch Chef for, yeah, so he'll be back. Max returns
1: while we are uh actually chef is the first movie Vanessa and I ever watched together, really? And she fell asleep and doesn't remember it.
0: oh, that's, well, maybe she'll stay awake next time.
1: <laughs> it's like her movie she loves to watch people cook, and i actually i'm not I'm not crazy high on chef, I just it didn't blow my mind, um, but I was like, this is a you movie, um <laughs> and she fell asleep
0: and. You are about her. She
1: doesn't yeah, I'm very about her. Even even two days into the relationship I was. Um while we're talking about uh performers, I wanted to talk about Conchata Farrell, uh aka mm-hmm. Aunt Dorothy. She's awesome. I know her from Mr. Deeds and reminding me of Kathy Bates. Um but I just found out uh she I, I looked up her IMDb. She passed away in twenty twenty. I didn't know. Oh no way. Yeah, she was awesome. I Aww i've seen her in lots of movies and i liked her a lot and rest in peace conchata feral you were you were badass as shit i never saw you in a movie that i thought you did a bad job in so thanks for all the entertainment and carry on in the great beyond i just found that out as we were recording
0: live reactions here
1: yeah that
0: sucks well at least we get to enjoy her work still
1: yeah she's great um... in mr deeds by the way <laughs>
0: All right, where where do we go from here? How are we feeling?
1: Um, I really wished that <laughs> the the ending had a ton of fake outs, and it felt kind of disjointed to me. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would just go for a super dark ending and have the end of the movie be when the kid got the the bell wrapped in his note from Santa, uh, or from mm-hmm. from Krampus, um, from Anta anti anti Claus. Um, anti Claus. I uh I was like, this is the right movie to go for a dark ending. And then mm-hmm. they uh like <laughs> I just thought that would have been really great if they were like, Alright, kid, you got what you wanted. We're out I killed We're out of here. <laughs> I killed your whole family, and then I wanted it to lead into a prequel to Home Alone, where he just goes, I'm home alone <laughs> after he finds so, out like, everyone's dead. Um Hey, Marv. <laughs> it's just this kid (laughs) (laughs) what what did you think of the actual ending what happens is he stands up to krampus he says he loves his family um everybody laughs at him and uh everybody gets dropped into this burning pit they wake up it seems like it's all just a dream which i was just rolling my eyes he opens a bell from Krampus, and uh we as an audience find out that they are in Krampus's snow globe, presumably uh living out the an eternal okay Christmas. Um <laughs> which I don't know. It was dark enough for me, but I don't know. I thought they could have gone a little darker, but honestly, I was so pissed off that they were gonna do it, it was all a dream and like literally do the fucking polar express ending um, with the bell mm-hmm. <laughs> and um i don't know man what, what it, the the snow globe brought me up from my disappointment but i i didn't i wasn't over the moon about it what are your thoughts on the ending
0: yeah it, it's basically what you said i could have done with darker i think if they just pulled the plug as soon as he was like well you got your wish goodbye i think that would have been a great ending he just has to go back into the house and that's it movie kind of ends and (laughs) we're just left with him in the cold blowing through the broken window yep yeah i don't really love the it was all a dream and i really don't like like oh just kidding it was all a dream oh just kidding no it wasn't just kind of like that seesaw of emotion and I don't know, but I, I, I do like the, the, just that final scene where they're zooming away from the snow globe and there's just like a room full of snow globes with houses in them of families just in a, a Christmas-esque purgatory. Yeah, I, It's it's kind of cool. No,
1: it, it was I, a satis- uh not the most satisfying ending, but still okay. You know, like still, still passable yeah. without a doubt. Um, I, I would agree with you. Um i I don't know it it left you with some questions. It was what it was. I wasn't over the moon about it, but And, you know Snow globe itself is a trope from saint elsewhere um and I was like they're literally doing an actual literal snow globe trope um but I thought it was fun and well done and honestly not as overdone as Dan Harmon would imply as <laughs> he would have us believe the snow globe trope is um i think what's important to take away from this message from this movie is that the moral of the story is that wishing for boundaries with toxic people is the same as wishing they were horribly massacred and tortured you should just appreciate the toxic people in your life and allow them to walk all over you would you agree that that is the message of the movie sure well it's like dude like because like the kid was learning this like cautionary tale about appreciating your family and i was like they were assholes who bullied and humiliated him and no one liked them and they were dicks and it's like wishing that that didn't happen is not saying you wish they died <laughs> you know? like that's kind of not fair that's kind of a, a a false dilemma and even a little bit gaslighty even a little bit enabling
0: yeah I mean, that's the only way to really change that, you know?
1: Yeah. Have them horribly massacred.
0: Them to die in these
1: manners. It's like there's no space between Oof. wishing people wouldn't abuse you and wishing they were dead. <laughs> like, that's kind of the, the the dichotomy that the movie presented. You should appreciate them. I was like, no, he really shouldn't. Like, they're a bunch of assholes. <laughs> this is like one movie where the kid wasn't... <laughs> an ingrateful punk ass, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. in like home alone, like Macaulay Culkin's Kevin McAllister is warranted in some of his criticisms, but is also like an entitled little shit in some ways too. And definitely contributes to the problems and doesn't recognize his role in that. And so it's fair for him to learn a lesson about that. Wasn't really true for our kid in this movie.
0: Yeah. Poor Maxie.
1: Poor Maxie Pat.
0: poor maxi (laughs) pad
1: way to stigmatize periods bodily functions are beautiful
0: it was the girls that were doing it so
1: yeah but they had internalized misogyny
0: thanks dad um denny what is your moment on the timeline where tiny tim dies
1: um i'm just gonna say all the family bickering in the first act um It's kind of what I think sucks about Christmas is that families who don't want to be around each other come together and feel obligated and no one wants to talk about what's really going on and they have years and years, decades of emotional baggage that they're never going to talk about and they just stomp all over each other and are assholes and no one's accountable for anything and everyone just takes it on the chin and lets people do whatever they want I'm just like that's what I don't really like about Christmas um, so that was my yeah I relate to that sucking um, my family's been pretty chill lately though I'm good with them if any of you guys listen, <laughs> love you guys can't wait for Christmas with y'all I mean it, That's not just covering Aww. my ass
0: can I come to Christmas with you guys too? Greg, I would um, love it if you did I've got my own family but I would love to have Christmas with your family as well. I'd
1: love to have Christmas with your family as well. They're good people. Ah, they're good
0: peeps. They would love it. Um. Yeah. Mine is uh, just the lack of decision making on the tone of the movie preventing us from having a good Christmas horror movie. Mm-hmm. We were right there, man.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: We christmas is terrible because we can't have a really good horror movie about it unless there's one that i'm not thinking of
1: um have you seen black christmas no i wouldn't say it's really good but it is a prototypical american slasher um it's pretty solid i like it it's got okay. it's, it's it's pretty decent um not the original american slasher or the original slasher but one of the one of the one of the ones that was happening before the craze i'm trying to think if there's another good christmas horror silent night deadly night not a horror um well no not good it's a horror yeah um, i was like,
0: mm, you sure about
1: that <laughs> i was thinking well gremlins that's like a horror comedy that's you weren't supposed to be scared i
0: i would have been fine with a horror comedy in this case yeah it I couldn't quite stick to the comedy again
1: like go go full evil dead or something you know like do yeah. do pick a lane um uh, Christmas horror. Yeah, we, we'll find another one later. I can't think of um, like a stupid good one. Yeah, I, you know, like there's some decent ones out there, but I can't think of one that I'm like, that's the definitive, actually good. No one's talking about it. Amazing Christmas horror. So sad. Could have been Krampus. I was scared at certain points.
0: Hmm. I hate. I just the dread of them going into the attic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite line from Krampus, Danny?
1: Ooh, it was definitely from Aunt Dorothy. Uh, I'm gonna have to narrow it down between some of the shit she said, which I loved. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna go with, I'm old enough to know when life is coming at you with his pants down.
0: I almost picked that one. (laughs) That was good. Pretty solid.
1: What's, what's yours?
0: Mine is, uh, it's from a couple characters, but keep the fire hot. Mm. I like it. I want... Foreboding, scary
1: great yeah, quality line mm-hmm. i want to give an honorable mention to david kochner's twisted fairy tale horse shit
0: <laughs> i loved it and the delivery <laughs> that
1: was awesome um what's your uh, what's your critic or score greg uh
0: this one's got a 25 out of 40 uh it's the rating i gave it when I saw it in theaters mm-hmm. and then I opened up criticer to see what I had given it and I found that that was exactly where I still landed on it so nice 25 out of 40 um little bit over a 6 out of 10 feels about right fair there's stuff I like there's stuff I you don't like
1: yep I give it a 33 out of 50 um it's okay. a passing grade but not by much I I think there's lots of good uh, I wouldn't say there's anything that like sucks in this movie there's some stuff that could have been a lot better that didn't serve the larger purpose of the movie but there was never anything that I was like Jesus fucking Christ you people just don't know what you're doing and I I do think this given the talent involved the creativity involved and the premise it it could have been a lot better Um, but all that goes to say it could have been a lot worse and I'd give it a Fairly average, fun enough. Fun for the first time, but kinda of boring on a rewatch. Thirty
0: three. Yeah. Not at all bad. Yep. And yeah, I would have I would have um knocked a couple points off for the dog death, but we didn't see it. It was barely really even implied. Yeah. But I was really worried that, you know, because the dog ate one of the gingerbread man monsters. Yeah. And I, after watching Ginger Dead Man, I was like, oh no.
1: I was actually... The dog's
0: going to be possessed by Carrie Busey.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, what I'll say of Krampus is that it is not the worst gingerbread man-themed horror uh, of this episode. Um, That's right. And when, when Rosie ate the gingerbread man and then they sent her into the attic, I actually was ready for her to win the fight because I didn't remember a ton. And I was like... I wonder if she has the highest body count in this movie, Rosie the Bulldog. <laughs> I was I was fully expecting her to like just go up there and kill the monsters, so I was like, I'm going to keep track, but then she just went away. Um, but also, she was in the snow globe at the end, so she didn't die. She was just transported.
0: She was in the credits uh, as Thor, so Thor the dog played Rosie.
1: Are we to believe that that dog may have been cast outside of gender cuz that's an impressive dog performer. Brave. 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 Brave.
0: Bold dog.
1: Greg, I've got a confession to make to you.
0: You got another confession to make?
1: <sighs> I just want to jingle some of the way. I I don't know that I want to jingle all the way.
0: Dude. Ah. Uh, I got to say, man. You can't Undercommit. We just talked about undercommitment oh, here, man.
1: Shit, you changed my mind, Greg. I'm ready now. Now I'm going to jingle all the way.
0: Jingle all the way to a seamless edit. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to jingle all the way with the audience selection. Audience
1: selection.
0: You guys are good at picking movies, picking themes. Most importantly, picking movies. Yeah,
1: crushing it. I
0: said it. I said it twice because it's twice as important <laughs> as picking themes ah uh, jingle all the way narrowly beat christmas vacation in our uh voter poll thank you everybody for voting yep. sorry gremlins lost we were dead set on that winning honestly
1: yeah it not we were only brushing lost off the vhs lost by a lot <laughs> embarrassingly <laughs> i was the only voter the person who suggested it <laughs>
0: It dropped out of the race (laughs) way ahead of time. Yep. Waved the white flag. That's all right. Um, We got something
1: for next year, both with Gremlins and Christmas Vacation. We got to leave some stuff on the table, because this is going to go on for a long time.
0: But this year, we're still doing something special. Yeah! We've got Arnold back. Back so soon, Arnie. That's right. Jingle All the Way. 1996's christmas classic um we kind of had i at least mentally had a tough time including this movie in this episode this seems like a movie for when you love christmas denny you're calling this more of an irreverent sort of christmas film um how do you think this qualifies as a movie for when you hate christmas
1: um other than the final scenes it's really cynical um, it explores all of the horseshit that comes with consumerism in Christmas and you know, you've got a uh, uh wow, his name just slipped my mind. Um beloved Sinbad. Sinbad never slips my mind. Um beloved deceased famous actor. Uh he plays Ted, he's on the Simpsons. Phil Hartman Phil Hartman. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Um you've got him being like totally fake and doing all the holiday cheer. Um, you just explore some real darkness, uh, and I don't know, to me, when I say a movie for when I hate Christmas, it's a movie that acknowledges the horse shit, but brings it back around, you know, like, and helps me, helps me embrace the season. And I think Jingle All the Way really does that well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best movie for when you hate Christmas Honestly, like if you really hate Christmas and you want to watch a movie, watch Pulp Fiction or something. Something that has nothing to do with Christmas.
1: Great point. That
0: That's the best movie for when you hate Christmas is to just watch, I don't know, Halloween Town High or whatever. Is that a show or a, movie? a movie? I don't know. Watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Who gives a shit? Watch your favorite movie. And I do. Watch Toy Story 4. Whose favorite movie <laughs> All is the... Toy Story 4? We gotta, just watch all of those back to back we to back. gotta have a
1: guest if if your favorite movie is Toy Story 4 we need to interview you
0: I don't want to talk to them I uh, want to play prosecuting that attorney. sounded mean, I'm sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if it is really your favorite movie if it's genuinely I'm, your favorite movie I'm glad movie. you have a favorite movie I don't movie.
1: got shit to say, party on like yeah. what you like, don't be a dick like I just was
0: <laughs> yeah I, I did want to address some of my cynicism actually about Die Hard Real quick. Because like, you
1: have informally banned Dylan Derryberry from the podcast based on oopsies. last week, if anyone suggests Die Hard, <laughs> that Dylan suggested it. <laughs>
0: it was someone else, too. It was just like, yeah, I, I, if, if your tradition every single year is we're going to boot up Die Hard for Christmas, that's our family thing. That is cool as hell. That's rad. That rules. Great tradition. It is a Christmas movie. I am just tired of the joke or the pretend discourse, the fake um, debate about whether or not it's a Christmas movie. Yeah,
1: no one's saying it's not.
0: And the people that are are just... I don't know. Why? Yeah. (laughs) Why are you engaging with this? Christmas
1: is the impetus for the movie. Like...
0: Yeah. The... It, it's it's not that I disagree it's just that I've I've heard the joke enough times. Yeah. Eh, I, I'm fine. I'll say this. But if you Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. At... I was going to restate my point again. Please interrupt Pre-COVID,
1: me. Pre-COVID, uh Alamo Draft House would show it every Christmas Eve. Um I don't mm-hmm. think they have a screening scheduled this year, at least not in Denton. Um Damn. I'd actually never seen it and I went to Alamo for the first time on a Christmas Eve to see it and when Bruce Willis said, yippee ki motherfucker, the whole theater just went like, "Whoa!" There it was. <laughs> and then, like, stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, respected that we were in a movie, but everyone was just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Alright. It was so cool. It was an awesome moment.
0: I would watch it in theaters for Christmas Eve. That sounds cool as shit. Uh, yeah, that's enough about my cynicism. Let's talk about, uh, this movie's cynicism.
1: Greg you want to summarize it yeah. for us
0: yeah jingle all the way uh it's a movie everyone our age at least saw several times yeah. as as kids arnold schwarzenegger he's a father he's a hard-working business dad he unfortunately misses his son jake lloyd anakin skywalker misses his son's karate promotion ceremony he's getting a new belt dad promises he's gonna be there he always promises he's gonna be there you promise you'd be at the game you promise you'd be at this recital and he never shows up he's always just too busy but he does make an effort to be there he does try but in the end he doesn't make it to the karate promotion his son is upset so he says you know what Jamie whatever you want for Christmas it's yours his kid and every kid in America all they want is the Turbo Man action figure. The superhero from everyone's favorite TV show, Turbo Man. Everybody wants the action figure. But Arnold, being so busy, was supposed to get that toy weeks ago. But it's Christmas Eve and he doesn't have it. It's He told his wife he would get it. He promised his son he would get it. By God, he's going to get that Turbo Man doll. Hijinx ensue he he struggles to get the action figure folks uh uh runs into a postman played by sinbad who's also trying to uh get the doll for his for his son every parent seemingly in the minneapolis area is trying to get this this toy no one can find it we're going through extreme means We're going through all kinds of things. And all of this culminates into a Christmas Day parade through the city of Minneapolis. I hope I'm correct about that. St. Paul, Twin Cities, whatever. Yeah. Um, Where Arnold assumes the role of Turbo Man on the parade float. And eventually does get the action figure in the parade to one lucky child... And he picks his son (laughs) and then Sinbad becomes a villain and then he decides, you know what I'm going to give Sinbad the toy because his son wants it. Everyone learns about the spirit of Christmas. Ted's a neighbor, he's a creep, he's in there too, I missed that part. That's the plot. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus and it's probably on a VHS somewhere of a shelf. Just find somebody 27 or older they've got a copy somewhere
1: (laughs) bingo um yeah my my relationship with this movie is that um it's really hard for me to be objective about it because i loved it so much as a kid and i love it as an adult it hits all my nostalgia buttons i had the vhs i wore it out i'm pretty sure i watched it like outside of christmas season i think i have some memories of doing Mm -hmm. that um i loved this movie and am still shocked when i find out that people think it kind of sucks uh or some people do they'll be like it's not actually that good and i'm like bitch it's a 90s time capsule um Mm -hmm. i uh i have a turbo man doll in this room that i'm looking at right now um that's true a lot of people don't know this they actually released the turbo man toy um and uh when the movie came out and it was a really limited run and they were really expensive on ebay um and i really wanted one And this year without any sort of advertisement or promotion funko just shipped these things to walmart um, and people were just like i just found a fucking turbo man <laughs> and <laughs> i picked one up i also have a uh i have a jingle all the way uh tacky christmas sweater that i like to wear too my brother gave it to me for Christmas a couple of years ago and I really like it. I almost
0: that's a good brother. I almost
1: wore it for this podcast, but then I was like, well, it's not video, it's just audio, so that's just just a meaningless gesture. <laughs> um but if you want to imagine me wearing that sweater right now, I think you should.
0: Wow, Danny, you look great. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> I got you, buddy. What's
1: your relationship with the movie Greg?
0: Um I watched it several times as a kid, definitely not as much as you. Um I don't think we had the VHS, but it did come on TV every year. Yeah, like a couple times. So I every Christmas it, we would watch it on TV. Um, I th- I want to say we recorded the TV airing of it. You know where you like yeah. just tape it on this, Yes, that's how I watched um that Ernest movie where he's got a giant um. Uh, Canon. That's another that's another day. Which one was that? Uh Crown Jewels, that's right.
1: Haven't seen it.
0: Ernest Ernest rides again. That's what it was. This matters. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um I think that's the only copy we had. I, I would also watch this a couple times outside of Christmas. Maybe not as many times as everyone else but watching through it this time I hadn't seen it since I was maybe 10 or 10 or 11 yeah. maybe 12 and I was like then this happens this is a bomb this is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is how this is going to go like I remembered every beat of the story I remembered most of the lines I was having a great time uh, and it was really cool to see it as an adult you know I don't, I don't have kids but I'm you know understand arnold a whole lot more in this movie you you understand the adult situations i guess when you're adult obviously that's how perspective works (laughs) and i I had a much i had a very enjoyable time watching it again for entirely different reasons but it was also dripping
1: nostalgia juice into my veins Mm -hmm absolutely oh, sorry this hit with a big oh, yawn sleepy danny ah. no i think vanessa and i try to watch this one every christmas we have it on dvd uh we don't have cable but i'm pretty sure uh tbs airs it for 24 hours every christmas like uh the old christmas story thing that yeah. some channel does i that was my christmas tradition i would watch christmas story like three times um it's it's solid um yeah man this is what I appreciate about this movie as an Arnold fan. There was this craze in the in the 90s, by the time we were out of the 80s and we Arnold was a very established action star at that point where everybody wanted to humanize him. A- and yes. it never worked except in this movie. Yeah. It's the only movie that fully cast Arnold as an everyman. Um and they kept him in, like, three layers for the entire movie. He's always wearing, like, big giant coats mm-hmm. over sweaters. They never let you see his muscles. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. I just think it's, I'm always impressed with something that a lot of people have tried and no one succeeded at except for, like, one group. That's, it's the credit I always give the MCU when people are like, hey, it's lazy and formulaic. I'm like, you may be right. <laughs> you may be right but as someone who is extremely burnt out on the mcu and doesn't give a fuck like i know like for those who know how much i hate spoilers vanessa was watching black widow while i was uh while i was recording this and i came out to go the bathroom and she paused it and i was like hey i'll never watch this movie just keep watching it i will not watch black (laughs) widow no matter what happens i don't care um i'm also very much i'm like hey you know what everyone is trying to make a cinematic universe and only the mcu is succeeding Mm -hmm. don't act like it doesn't take some skill and i'm very bored with it i'm very tired of it no one else is pulling it off (laughs) like they're they're doing it and it works um
0: wow what a dc hater
1: yeah fuck dc (laughs) wow sounds
0: like someone's really damaged
1: getting through the trailers of those movies feels like watching a two-hour boring movie (laughs) fuck them
0: just wait till you watch the two-hour boring movie
1: (laughs) Uh. so yeah that's that's my credit and to me the 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 true crowning achievement of jingle all the way is they made arnold into a relatable everyman and no one else did it no one else succeeded
0: Yeah, Uh, It didn't work for Twins or Junior or whatever Kindergarten
1: Cop, that movie blows Kindergarten
0: Cop, that's the other one I was trying to think of Yeah, or Kindergarten Cop 2 With Dolph Lundgren Uh, (laughs) Yep Same movie, folks This is one of the ones that did it And it was It's not an impossible feat You can make just Big Strong Man can be a dad He's that's that's what's make what makes him the most human is we've we've discussed the 90s trope endlessly on this show of busy business dad like i don't love my kids i'm too busy work 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 forgot the anniversary forgot the ball game etc this is a little different because arnold is doing all those things but he's it's not for a lack of care yeah that's it is always because he's just so busy the guy's just so damn forgetful. I
1: mean, dude, imagine <laughs> if you had
0: time management,
1: if you had 50 people tied for number one customer, Imag- <laughs> including your wife, <laughs> imagine the stress that would put on you.
0: <laughs> oh, man, like, he's he's just so busy and he's just prioritization. Clearly not a good delegator. Terrible time management skills i don't know how this guy's like the boss (laughs) at this company i don't get it um but good for him he's making the bank so whatever it's a great on the bacon yeah when he does get home yeah that's it's one thing i appreciated the most in this watch watch through was just how much he was trying and how genuine it did feel that he's like he really is sorry like he wants to be better yeah it's just like I'm just this way and I'm really sorry. How can I make it up to yeah. you?
1: Yep. It's not that the, the family was an inconvenience to him, it's that he was having trouble with his work life balance. Um yeah. but he really loved his kid and his wife, who was an off brand Jennifer Aniston. Um Yeah. I my my Mandela effect memory had Jennifer Aniston being in this movie. And I was kind of oh, shocked. She would have been kind of shocked in my adult life when it wasn't her yeah
0: it is another woman
1: who looks like her i'm
0: i don't know if she's in much else yep (laughs) Yep. but she wasn't in friends that's what
1: matters
0: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah denny where do we go from here man um you want to start with uh phil hartman
1: yeah phil hartman fucking rules in this movie man
0: Dude, I, I it's so weird, like, all the moms in the neighborhood just got the hots for Ted. Yeah. I don't but, know if it's his phony Christmas spirit, his sweaters, his dumb hair. He's ah, the neighborhood he's bull. he's single.
1: It's an honorable position to be the neighborhood bull.
0: The neighborhood <laughs> bachelor. No,
1: he's the bull. He cucks them. He cucks them all. Okay. <laughs> it's ted man it's the ted magic
0: that's the ted it's what he calls it the ted magic
1: <laughs> nah dude this is uh one of his final performances um mm-hmm. died tragically was murdered and was uh honestly would probably still be a megastar today uh everything he touches turns to gold um he is just fantastically hilarious in this movie and to me, his character is much more for the adults. This is something that makes it a family movie. Um, without without Phil Hartman, it might just be kind of a, a I don't know. It's still kind of adult focused. It's more for it's not for kids to think Turbo Man is cool. It's for adults to relate to. Those fuckers. My kid's gonna think I don't love him if I don't get him this toy their marketing worked yeah. um but yeah um i don't know man i i think ted hartman adds or ted hartman phil hartman as ted adds know. just a little bit of edge that the movie needed you know a little bit of the darkness yeah. um god and he's just so funny um even like a throwaway line that he delivers when he tells arnold you can't bench press your way out of this one um <laughs> no one in the rest of the movie mentions that arnold is jacked um yeah like one of the yeah. most successful bodybuilders in the history of the world um no one acknowledges it that just struck me as improv the way he delivered it <laughs> like i don't know mm-hmm. that it was but it was so good man it was so good um he's just such a like he's such a cartoon character in this movie like he's just such a like a Simpsons character that's what he's from right that's I
0: was I was I was about to call him a Flanders type yeah um <laughs> yeah. but
1: he uh a dark Flanders well he gives you he gives you just a little bit of the darkness to let you know that he's intentionally being a cartoon character in an effort to get laid like when uh when he's on when the kids are like yelling and he burns his hand on the cookies and he's like piped out in there (laughs) you know like you see like this guy actually has a short temper and when no one's watching is a pretty big asshole (laughs) yeah
0: but when mom's around he's all chipper yeah
1: yep god he's great phil hartman is so damn good in this movie
0: he really is i i yeah put that cookie down boy uh
1: (laughs) yep putting the star on the tree dude how
0: offensive is that in another man's home what a fucking putting the star on his tree
1: egregious piece of shit man
0: i'm gonna be arnold schwarzenegger outside of my house saying these things out loud to myself (laughs) (laughs) um somebody pointed it out on your facebook post that he does say a lot of the time out loud what he's feeling to himself. And it's something I picked up on, on this viewing. It was being like, it kind of happens a lot. We could have just done with, you know, acting stuff. But it it doesn't bother me like a whole hell of a bunch, though.
1: Yeah, it's I really pride myself on separating the shit I'm a fanboy for and the shit that's actually good. This movie really challenges me. Because as I was, like, trying to be objective... You know, there were mm-hmm. there were some moments where the Arnold performance was a little bit rough. You know, like, there, uh, he's, he's not a man of many words, and they gave him a lot of dialogue. I, I would also say, uh. for a movie that did not play to his strengths, I still think he did a really good job, but we wouldn't be excusing it if it wasn't Arnold, and, you know, like, we wouldn't be giving him a pass. Yeah. I'll say this, man, and this is where it just gets muddled for me. I watched this before work on Tuesday morning, and it just put me in such a good mood. Like, I was yeah. just so happy. I like this movie a lot. I really, really do. It brings me a lot of joy, and I just don't really give a shit that it has some genuine flaws. <laughs> like, I just don't give a shit. It just... um, I, I, I'll never know if the nostalgia is carrying it yeah like i'll just you could make objective criticisms and i'd agree with you i guess that means i do know the nostalgia is carrying it but i I also i have a suspicion that it's just kind of charming and maybe i I would love to talk to a general Xer who watched this movie just for science you know like to know like hey you didn't grow up on this you're 20 watch it and tell me your thoughts i'll be quiet you know like i would just love to know how it hits
0: he couldn't just pre-order the toy, no bitch. Um,
1: <laughs> it didn't work that
0: way. On on what? <laughs> the phone? <laughs> um yeah. I I think you you get in such a good mood from this movie because from start to f- absolute finish it is trying to be fun as fun as possible. Absolutely. It is the movie is trying to have fun the entire time it's on. Yeah. And even though there's, you know, the heartfelt moments and everything like that, it's still trying to always be lively and energetic and just fun the whole time. A wonderful Christmas time.
1: I I agree. If
0: I had to put a phrase on it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, like to quote Abed Nadir, um, as often I do, um, trying to make the holidays extra bright just makes the darkness underneath even darker, um, I think that this is a movie that acknowledges the darkness underneath. And because of that, we can experience the holiday cheer. Um, we get Arnold disappointing his family and yelling at his son and just all the stupid stress of all of it. Um, and the question that we ask every year, you know, I look at it and I'm like, Christmas is kind of like Twitter in the sense that Ooh. like no one in the world is like, God twitter just enriches my life i'm just (laughs) i just every day i wake up the first thing i do is open twitter and i'm better off than if i didn't and yet we all keep using it and that's the most insane thing ever um i kind of feel the same way about christmas i even had a i had a conversation with my mom a couple years ago where i was like hey, could we just take the pressure off this year? Because none of this really matters to me. Like, I don't like this or give a shit about it. And she was like, oh, my God. Me, too. And I was like, well, I was kind of putting on a happy face for you. You know, like, I thought, I thought you really loved it. You also find it stressful and miserable? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, Do you want to just, like, chill this year? And she was like... Oh, my
0: God. Yeah!
1: (laughs) You know, like, that sounds great! I was like, cool, let's hang out! It's gonna be awesome! Let's just stop fucking with all this stupid shit that... Like, no one likes the process. They like the Christmas card. And to me, I'm just like... What if we as a society came together and said... Everybody, just do what you want on Christmas... We've all agreed to not be disappointed with each other. I feel like most people would feel relieved. And then you would be free to actually have good Christmas memories. Um, Mm -hmm. There would be no more obligation. And you could just spend time with the ones you love and share some gifts without expectations. And... This movie fully acknowledges those expectations and how fucked up and stupid they are and how no one likes it, but we all just keep showing up to do it every year with our whole hearts. Me too. I'm not saying I'm like the truther who sees it all. Um, I'm going to spend money I don't have on Christmas presents this weekend. Like, I'm going to do it. I planned for it. Hell yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go... To a mall I don't want to be at and buy some shit. Um, I'd rather just play RoboCop versus Terminator at my house. And uh, that's not going to happen. Well, it will happen, just not as much as I'd like. Um, but because because they acknowledge that and don't pretend that it's this magical, wonderful, always perfect time of the year, you can actually enjoy the special moments when they give them to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Very well said. Um, I think it was Yeah, it was two years ago my grandma was in the hospital. Just something totally not, it wasn't a big deal or anything but she did have to spend Christmas there, unfortunately. Um, so we always do Christmas at her place. Uh, all the aunts and uncles and cousins and my parents, we all kind of meet there, but we spent all of that Christmas in her hospital room, and just kind of exchanged gifts there. And we had like the cookies and everything, and it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, we we brought like a little tree just to like decorate the room and everything. Yeah. But it really, it exactly like you said, it took the pressure off everything being perfect. I was like, well, this is kind of a weird one, kind of a unique yeah. one. Like, it was it was a really good time because it was just about. Us hanging out and grandma's okay, but you know, they still need to watch her. Yeah, like, but we know she's healthy and safe and everything, yeah, man, and still gifts and everything.
1: One time, uh, my grandma was also in the hospital with a broken hip over Christmas, and we went and did Christmas in the hospital, and it was pretty cool. And uh, she later told me she was high on morphine and didn't remember any of it. i really took the pressure off
0: (laughs) time for me to test my grandma (laughs) i'll follow up (laughs) hey
1: but you know what it's not always about creating a memory but lessening someone's suffering in the moment and even if my grandma doesn't remember that she seemed like she enjoyed it at the time and
0: are you talking about christmas or morphine
1: mostly morphine i haven't had a lot of christmases that lessen suffering um but morphine is a hundred percent success rate (laughs) that's right sells itself um uh how about that sinbad how about that he's so good in this movie it might even be his best performance
0: I think it, it's it's his, like, defining performance, I think. Well, as, you know, as a 90s kid. Only 90s kids will understand. This is, when I think Sinbad, this is the movie I think of.
1: I think a good burger. Okay. But this is close.
0: Yeah, kind of the co-star, not really, but yeah. still, like, a prominent role and a huge part of the comedy. Yeah. Of the movie. Well, I was
1: I was reading up on uh on some trivia on this movie today, and apparently Sinbad's people didn't want him to take the role because he was uh he was very family friendly. That was kind of his gimmick, was he was a cleaner comedian. Um mm-hmm. and they were like, Dude, you can't go play a villain and he was like, No, 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 no. This role inspires sympathy. Like, I, I know he does some villainous things, but people are going to walk away from it with like positive emotions about this character and i think he was 100 percent right
0: yeah most definitely that was a good call from yeah. him i'm glad he was in the movie yep.
1: oh he was he was great man like honestly he was i i liked him better as a little bit of a bad guy i mean that's true in Burger too mm-hmm. he's not like evil but he's antagonizing our lazy dexter played by keenan thompson Who's making horrible yeah. life choices, and Sinbad's pretty much just being reasonable and holding him accountable for his actions. But we're not supposed to like that, and we don't. <laughs> so he does have a horrible fake afro in Good Burger, though. It looks like a, a party city wig. Like I, I oh can't God. believe that was like a movie prop. Like, come on, Nickelodeon, get a budget for get an afro budget. <laughs>
0: You can afford all this slime. You can afford an Afro, exactly. Thing.
1: <laughs> um, no, I, I do like his character a lot in this movie. Apparently, he improvised a lot of the lines, and Arnold would improv his reactions to those lines. And
0: that that feels correct. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, he, he's he's really fun in this movie. Um, very very endearing. Um, I was kind of sad at the end when I was like, so this guy's about to go to jail forever for like attempted like murder and kidnapping um hold on he's he's gonna have a really bad christmas and they give like jamie gives him the turbo man like that's gonna really matter
0: (laughs) that's going to somebody at the front desk at prison (laughs)
1: like i was like this dude it's he can get that when he leaves (laughs) he's going to jail sorry everyone (laughs) Can I get the brain suit back?
0: Oh, I wonder if, like, he gets released from prison. He has to, like, wear the brain suit on the taxi ride home.
1: <laughs> Someone post... <laughs> or he's sitting and holding in, like, the brain suit. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, You know, this movie featured two important cinematic debuts.
0: Uh, Chris Parnell. Chris
1: Parnell is one of them it blew my mind as an adult when i'd seen that scene so many times as a kid and then i watched it as an adult and i was like motherfucker it's chris fucking parnell and he looks exactly the same as he always looks
0: (laughs) um he still looks like dr spaceman in this yeah
1: another another important cinematic debut as uh the big show paul white um is the big bad santa that fights him
0: oh that's the big slow yeah
1: And it's officially wrestling canon that Hollywood Hulk Hogan got him that role as a favor for joining the New World Order. It was referenced on Nitro. That's all it took was for him to turn evil. You just had to give him a bit part and jingle all the way. (laughs) (laughs) It was acknowledged, though, (laughs) on camera.
0: Dude, that rules.
1: And we also had an uncredited role from Vern Troyer. Most famously, Minnie. Yeah. That was cool.
0: Yeah, good for him.
1: Um, I don't know. Where do we where do we go from here, Greg? We're just we're just just we're just praising the movie. I got nothing but praise for it for the most part, honestly.
0: I feel like the parade scene is a little weird. We're we're this pet reindeer aside, we're grounded in reality for the most part yeah. during this movie. And then during the parade scene, we've got a jetpack that is taking us over the top of the tallest buildings.
1: <laughs> they literally put and him it, in orbit. Physics, like he's outside of earth.
0: <laughs> he's like Superman trying to recharge from with the sun. Yeah. And then he man. Physics just get thrown out the window. It gets so wild. Those like what was it called? The di- the turbo discs? Mm-hmm. Those are flying metal discs that are going fast. Those things are fucking lethal. Well, and they're like
1: ricocheting like... into the crowd. <laughs>
0: like... Yeah. <laughs> or he could just miss and hit the kid. <laughs> Those things were deadly. Um, another thing I don't like about that scene. We learned that Arnold's wife is blind. She cannot see that Ted is coming onto her mm-hmm. and she cannot tell that like her own husband is the one wearing the Turbo Man suit. Yeah. Like I understand the kid thinking it's Turbo Man, but then the wife he takes off like a slightly yellow tinted visor and
1: she's like, "Oh my god, it's you." <laughs> I always just thought Turbo Man was also Austrian. <laughs> right. This is wild. <laughs> Lots of Austrians in Minnesota. <laughs> You'd yeah, famous
0: Austrian hub just like
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I have a rebuttal for you. Please, it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Just, it doesn't. At least to me, I won't speak for everyone. Honestly, if you made a case against it like Greg did, you would be right. Um I I would the, <laughs> go ahead. I, I might even alter my statement from it doesn't matter to I don't care that's that's a little more speaking for myself um yeah it, it was fun and it was a grand finale in a family holiday movie and that's the only lens i choose to look at this movie through is a family holiday movie um it was a blast i just i just don't care about any of the leaps in logic because it was just so damn cool <laughs> like i loved yeah. it man. They, they...
0: They they stand out, but they don't, like, hinder any enjoyment. They add, like, a new layer of enjoyment because I'm, like, laughing at the silliness of a wife not recognizing her own husband in a very simple not-even-disguise. Yeah. Like, I get a laugh out of that. And it's just 90s kids movie stuff, too. Yeah. That ultimately doesn't, it's not, like, a hole in the plot or <laughs> it's just an immersion-breaking thing
1: yeah you know it's just a thing there's there's a few things like that in the movie like jake ritter mentioned in the comments uh on our facebook post that like the bomb scene is a little bugs bunny you know like and i was like "Mm." a little when i'm thinking about it yes and then when i watched it i was like "Ah, jake's right i just it just doesn't bother me and if it bothers you that's fair um yeah. I, it just it doesn't bother me, and that's probably because I was, like, seven years old the first time I watched this, and why would I care when I was seven?
0: Um, well, guess what? It was made for you. Yeah, This movie was made for seven years olds.
1: And what's even funnier about that is, like, Sinbad hears the bomb go off, but he doesn't know that everyone's okay. And so as far as he knows... He just murdered, He like, just
0: killed 12 cops. Yeah, and he's
1: just like, this, this is a sick world. All right, on with my day.
0: <laughs> Time to get the doll.
1: Um, did you notice that uh, the radio host is Gene Parmesan from Arrested Development? No!
0: Yeah. Oh, that I, I recognized him. I'm like, I know this guy's yep. face. He's, Why can't I figure that out? He's also
1: uh, Britta's dad from Community he's like a, a super prolific actor if you look up his uh god i i don't even know his name because i never remember it i've looked him up so many times
0: gene parmesan he, he
1: got you again greg you didn't even notice ah, it was him gene <laughs> um he he's all over the place but uh yeah i just always popped when i realized that was him he's a great character actor um i don't know man i guess uh what else do we have to say i don't i don't want to short change jingle, jingle all the way i really don't
0: no but i'm not, not even
1: looking at my notes i'm just talking you know like i'm just like i've seen this movie so many times i don't i don't know why i even documented anything for later
0: <laughs> did um did this movie influence your viewing of the art of self-defense because i was expecting in the art of self-defense for them to get their new belts by breaking open a board and having the belt inside <laughs>
1: I did not make that connection
0: I was a little disappointed when it didn't happen But yeah uh, Jamie didn't get fully karate Pilled just yet Well, Jesse Eisenberg
1: I I think if anything I was in Taekwondo When I saw this movie for the first time And as I said during our Art of Self Defense episode I was too scared To break a board Um, And so I was very relieved That I didn't have to smash a whole box To get my new belt
0: that's good. Thank goodness.
1: Um, I, I did have an insight when I was watching this movie. Um, mm. It's because I collect toys. That's why I love this movie so much. Oh yeah, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. That's you. yeah. That's that's me. Um, that tracks. Greg, did you ever have like a a crazy Christmas gift that you either wanted so bad, someone hunted it down for you, or you hunted it down for someone else like this?
0: I'm going to have to think about uh, one that I hunted down. I've got two, though. Um, Last year, so I I like hockey, as has been stated many times. Um, And I have Funko Pops. I just like them only for the things that I like. I've got a lot of hockey ones. And for Christmas last year, my fiancé got me a huge 10-inch Wayne Gretzky pop and it was like the only one in the area and she had to like reserve it and like rush to get to a store like as it was opening to make sure she got it she like really went out of her way to get it that's cool and like I didn't even ask for it it was like something I had mentioned in passing like two months before it was on like a wish list or something and it was just kind of like oh these are cool I really wish I could get like this one cause it, and that was it and then two months later it's under the tree and she like really went out of her way to get it so that was really cool um i think my favorite gift i ever got though was around the time this movie came out. i don't remember what year it was but my parents got me my game boy color for christmas opening that bad boy up was a life changer dude because my brother my brother had the original game boy or i think he had like a smaller one it was like a silver one but it was still like you know just a kind of a basic one and i got a lime green game boy color and it was i don't need to borrow my brother's game boy anymore i can get my own copy of pokemon blue version and i'm just gonna play that leave me the hell alone hell yeah (laughs) best gift ever. hell yeah thanks mom and
1: dad i don't know that i've had to hunt like that i mean like because i haven't had kids and there wasn't like yeah that's the other thing <laughs> we don't have kids
0: yeah um ad- adults aren't super demanding about rare yeah, stuff. yeah they
1: won't think we don't love them if we don't find the toy of the year for them <laughs> um i i do know i have a couple memories i remember one time on christmas eve my parents took me to target the night before christmas eve or sorry on christmas eve and they had this like super rare hard to find power ranger zord the one that kind of looks like a brachiosaurus you know what i'm talking about i think Um, so yeah and i was like flipping my shit i'd never seen it before i like couldn't believe it and i was like we've got to get this and they're like no 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 um no we're not gonna do that and i was like heartbroken and wouldn't you know it greg Mm mhm santa brought it to me the next morning oh yes he did it's funny how that works what a a Um, good neighbor also this was a high school christmas memory um we came downstairs like there were some like we're adults not adults but we're like my youngest brother is like 13 you know (laughs) like um yeah and uh there's like presents out and stuff and there's this like one like random cardboard box that like looks kind of shitty and my mom's sitting right next to it and she's like oh you guys should check out this one we're like okay and it was a fucking xbox 360 um oh my gosh it was like for those who weren't alive it was impossible to find those things like we didn't even like hope that we were gonna get one we were just like part with that idea you know like that's just not gonna happen um, mm-hmm. And my mom apparently, like, camped out for it like a bad motherfucker. Like, just a, Aww. just a cool, like, woman with a job, like, got up at, like, 4 a.m. to get her, like, high school kids a video game system that they thought they could never get, and... I just remember, like, hooking it up to, like, the small kitchen TV. I don't know why we did that. We had bigger and better TVs in the house. (laughs) I think it's because my mom was, like, making breakfast and we didn't want to wait. We were so excited.
0: Mm -hmm. First TV we saw. Yeah,
1: the the nearest TV to us at the time. um, (laughs) And playing Perfect Dark Zero on it. um, And just being like, I can't fucking believe something so cool has happened to us on this special day. So shout out to my mom for being a fucking trooper. Um, that, that was a very cool Christmas memory. That really Yeah. Was, and she, like, the misdirect with the, like, cause I, my mom's Christmases, like, they look, like, they put, like, mall, like, the Galleria put it to shame. Like, everything's, like, super mm-hmm. well done, crazy nice decorations. She doesn't do, like, tacky Christmas at all. She does, like, super duper classy Christmas stuff. Um, and then there's just this like random shitty looking cardboard box like she never never pulled that misdirect ever in our lives before or again um that was it was just a, it was a really cool thing that she did for us that was awesome
0: yeah it's fucking yeah. awesome um i i me getting my xbox 360 required a lot of yard work for friends at church <laughs> in, including a woman that had a gigantic pasture that I did all the weed whacking, like I edged the fence around the whole property. Yeah. I earned my Xbox. Yeah you did. This is before I could get a real job. I was before I was old enough to get a real job. Sounds like
1: intense labor. Yeah. Um on that note, in in trivia I looked up about Jingle All the Way apparently it was inspired by the cabbage patch kids craze and it was meant to be like oh kind of a throwback but it mm-hmm. actually came out the year of the tickle me elmo craze and so everyone oh, cool. was like i fucking relate to this shit parents <laughs> are watching it like he gets it <laughs> this
0: guy gets it <laughs> that's awesome man
1: i don't know man do we have anything else to say about jingle all the way
0: stupid elmo I had I, I just had, like, a couple little things that I really liked about it. Uh, again, back to the parade scene. When I was a kid, I hated the character of Booster. And I think it might have been subliminally because all of the parents, every single adult, was like, Don't give me fucking Booster. I don't want Booster. <laughs> Nobody
1: likes you, Booster! And... Uppercut!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I think every character in the movie hating Booster made me dislike Booster, and then the guy that they got playing him in the parade was like smoking cigarettes. Yeah. He says the movie's only swear word. And like, this guy sucks. That's terrible. I hate him. I kind of forgot. It's not that. the
1: movie's only swear word, Greg. I don't know if you noticed it. But when Booster gets knocked off the float, um someone like and the kids just start beating the shit out of him.
0: That's exactly what I was oh, start okay, talking sorry, about. Oh, okay, sorry, you do it, yeah. you do it yeah um i kind of forgot that when he got knocked off the float everybody came in and started beating the shit out of him and saying we hate you booster and it's the kids that hate him now did, i forgot did you about hear it. What, what, what was said i don't think i heard what it they was said. a
1: homophobic slur that i'm not going to say on the air
0: i don't think oh
1: <laughs> they fucking i don't think i noticed that they fucking hate crimed booster <laughs>
0: like the
1: kids, it's, it's like it's there though. It's jumped out to me every time I've watched it in my adult life. I've been like, "Whoa, Oopsies. whoa, 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 whoa! Where the hell did that come from?"
0: <laughs> yeah, we just came off John Hughes week. Maybe I'm desensitized <laughs> to that word. Oh, um, yeah. One one more little thing from the parade that I fucking love is Sinbad chasing down Jamie. He's running away with a toy, and Sinbad's in his villain costume, and he knocks over one of the parade uh, performers that's dressed up as a giant Christmas present. Mm -hmm. He says, get out of my way, box! And he just knocks him over, and then (laughs) all the other um, performers that are in that same kind of group, they're dressed up as like ornaments, (laughs) but they've got like their little hands sticking out, and they all like hobble yeah, over to the present really. to make sure he's okay it's just like a little two second moment that i fucking love just the line get think, out of
1: my way box
0: get out of my way box and then like <laughs> getting consoled by all the other giant
1: christmas <laughs> costume people
0: visually it's hilarious
1: oh my god it's so great man i love the power rangers parody of it all you know like it's just yeah. it's, it's just great this movie rules stick to the script I love the evil Santa cartel. I love Sinbad being right about the toy cartels. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. You got anything else? No, I don't think so. Let's just wrap Um, it. It's a great movie. I'm in a great mood right now, just thinking about it and remembering it. It's a great flick.
0: All right. Um, Denny, gimmick me.
1: Oh, shit. Tiny Tim moment for... Uh, uh, the darkest timeline of Christmas is dead. Um, I've honorable mention. I hate that weird little kid who eats the ball in the Mall of America. Um, oh, she she sucks.
0: That, that little little girl. Yeah. She looks like um, she looks like whoever plays. If you watch Thirty Rock, there's a a girl that plays Tina Fey as a kid, mm. basically. And she's hilarious and everyone calls in all of her flashbacks to her as a kid, everyone calls her a boy. And that's exactly what that kid yes, looks like. <laughs> does. When it yeah. me.
1: <laughs> I thought it was a boy when I was a kid. Not that the gender really matters. Um I'm gonna actually go with uh there were some sneaky times that they straw man discourse about racism with Sinbad. Um, they showed him being like an idiot, being like, This is what Jesse Jackson was talking about or like He's getting his ass kicked. Oh and he yeah, he gets Rodney, Rodney King. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a straw man dismissal of, uh, of an important conversation. I've never noticed it before yeah. this time, and I was just like, oh. nope. I
0: was too young to know about Rodney yeah. King, so
1: that's 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 an actual real. Not I hate this movie or I hate Christmas, but if I, I honestly really had to look for something I hated about this movie, and I would go with that not being okay. <laughs>
0: I went a completely different route. Um, I I took the timeline thing very seriously. Um, It's when um, Arnold and Sinbad are having kind of a conversation in the cafe, and Arnold just sees (laughs) Sinbad (laughs) as Jamie. It's
1: so good. I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Jamie's future is him becoming a mailman and drinking whiskey but he's still being played by jake lloyd <laughs> yes. the little kid so we've got a little kid dressed up like a mailman drinking whiskey out of the bottle so good. as like an an alternate timeline so that was my christmas is bad timeline <laughs> <that I picked. laughs>
1: fair enough um before we do our next gimmick i do want to leave a little easter egg for people thanks to a friend of the show joseph Kanerad. Um, there is a post credit scene that a lot of people haven't seen And it's just an absolute yeah. mindfuck If you've watched this movie as many times as me And you haven't seen it um, I'm not going to discuss it I don't think we should I just think next time you watch through it, stick around Just give yourself a little yep. bonus
0: Um, I watched it and then I turned it off And then like the next day I was like Oh wait, we just got texted about this And then I like pulled it back up and then watched it again and i had seen it before but i i completely forgot yeah. about it
1: i i think I, that's a good one it kind of struck me as familiar i might have seen it before but i definitely i don't know i don't know if i had or not i think i probably had but i forgot about it but joseph reminded thanks, me um thanks joseph
0: it was, <laughs> I, I, I definitely forgot it about was
1: certainly it. like seeing it for the first time i'll say that um greg what's your uh what's your favorite line
0: We referenced it already, or at least the man himself, The Big Show, saying, I'm going to deck your halls, bub. Nice.
1: (laughs) Did you know it was The Big Show?
0: I didn't. Cool. I really didn't. I was like, man, they got a gigantic person to do this. That's as far as the thought process went. I, I, I just love the word bub. It's not mean or threatening, but it is not friendly. Yep like there it's the perfect word for just, like innocently slandering somebody dude for me
1: i don't know it's, i like it it's so every funny. time i hear it i'm just like these writers read x men comics <laughs> 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 it's just so synonymous with wolverine for me <laughs> i just yeah. think of wolverine every time i hear it
0: the big show would be a good juggernaut in his day um what's your favorite line i mean
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna go away from the uh the heavy hitters here Um, Oh, by the way, uh, uh, the radio host was also Colonel Mustard. That's probably where you most recently saw him in Clue. Um, I'm going to go away from beloved heavy hitters that I do love, such as He Got 2 and Put That Cookie Down now. Um, Because one that never hit me until this time, I never even noticed it when Arnold's fighting the reindeer in the house and one of the wise men's head catches on fire and he kicks it out the window. Oh my God. And uh, Phil Hartman is just in tears and says, Balthazar, like he knows which, which <laughs> wise man it was. It just it made me laugh so hard. It was so good.
0: <laughs> I I do remember that line as a kid because I thought it was really funny. But... Oh. It it caught me a little off guard this yeah. time. I love it. Solid I don't choice. think I'd Bow it was sword. like
1: I don't think I'd ever noticed that he says it before. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what is your criticer score, Greg?
0: <sighs> well It happened a couple times last week and it's happening now where in my discussion of the movie I feel like I've given it too low of a score I gave this one a twenty-seven out of forty. Ooh. It feels like it's got it's got to be higher, man. I think
1: if you wanted to raise that on the air, I wouldn't fault you.
0: I'm going to raise it to a twenty-nine out of forty. It has changed. There you go, folks. Twenty-nine out of forty. Um, it's not. It's definitely not bad. It's just the spirit of it is fantastic. Mm-hmm you know the acting is so-so there's you know it it's it, <laughs> i don't know man it's it's definitely a cynical view on christmas which i appreciate mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really have too much negative to say about it it's just a very like you said a 90s time capsule yeah. movie that i have a lot of nostalgia for but that doesn't mean it's a great movie, even though I do have a lot of fun watching it. I get a lot of joy out of it, but I don't think it's a particularly terrific movie.
1: Fair enough. Um, I gave it a 37 out of 50 for pretty much the same reasons. Um, I actually lowered it from a 39. Um, I think that was my nostalgia talking. Um, 39 for me is, it's as good as it could possibly be without transcending its genre. Um, that's where like return of the living dead hangs out for me. Um, and I was like, nah, there's some objective criticisms you could make about this. Uh, I, I should bump mm-hmm. it down a few. That is, that is my own endearment talking. Um, this is a, a, a 50 out of 50 in my heart. Um, but a 37 out of 50 in my, in my critical lens. I, I, I love it a lot. It That's not an insult. That's a very good movie. Um, again if you didn't grow up on this i can't really make a case that it should be special to you but i did and i love it and i think it's very solid um and dude honestly if we're talking about the genre of family holiday movies i got news for you they suck um there's there's very few good ones even decent ones and this is more than decent this is really fun and really charming and uh honestly i'd like to assume timeless but i don't know i i would want to talk to a younger person than us and see what they think about it so
0: i don't want to talk to younger people i get
1: paid to i'm a therapist
0: <laughs> i don't so i'm going to avoid it as long as i can
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding love you guys
1: greg what is uh what is your what is your opinion what's the best movie for when you hate christmas
0: I wanted to say Krampus, man. Krampus, Krampus. If someone really hated Christmas, Krampus is such an anti-Christmas kind of movie, you know? Um, Ginger Dead Man, I don't think anybody should watch that. For any reason, ever. Uh, (laughs) um, Jingle All the Way is a little too... Too positive. Uh If somebody hates Christmas. I... I'm torn. I don't think Krampus is good enough, but I don't think Jingle All the Way is negative enough. By
1: process of elimination, you gotta go with Ginger Dead Man.
0: The hell I do. <laughs> Denny, pick between Krampus and Jingle All the Way for well, me. Well, I, I
1: think we have different interpretations of the title. Um which okay. first of all, the best movie for When You Hate Christmas is Gremlins. This episode is a farce.
0: Oh no. <laughs> like... Yeah, we already said it's pulp fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There <laughs> we go.
1: Um
0: your favorite movie that has nothing to do with christmas that's the when
1: i when i think of a movie for when you hate christmas i guess my interpretation of it is you can't avoid christmas but you don't like it so you want something to acknowledge your suffering but also uh help you you know like help you with some positivity okay and so for that reason i'm like it's jingle all the way easily for me and it's something that i would watch when like because like Vanessa really enjoys Christmas, and I don't want to get in the way of that. I don't want to ruin that for her. And so for me, I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. You want to watch a Christmas movie? Let's watch Jingle All the Way. Um, that's a good compromise of the Christmas people love it, and the people who don't love Christmas will get a lot of validation from it. Um, and that's so that, that's why I'd go with Jingle All the Way. Uh, I think
0: you've convinced me. So Jingle All the Way, yeah. All the Way. I think your interpretation of what somebody who doesn't like christmas is looking for in a movie yeah. that's what you're gonna get that's... i mean i
1: also you're gonna have a good I'll, time. I'll watch home alone for the same reasons um because it validates a lot of the negativity i feel about the holiday season but also warms my heart a little bit and makes it easier for me to go with it and so does our movie for Next week. Next week. It does more than make me deal with it. It warms up the cold, bitter, wintry heart that I have. Greg, what are we doing next week?
0: Well, we don't have time to do three movies next week. Well, do we? I you, do. You just you mentioned. <laughs> I took the week off work. I, I ain't got shit to do.
1: I definitely <laughs> don't.
0: I have extra stuff yeah. to do. I have many things. Um, But yeah, man Like, we just mentioned Home Alone That would be such a terrific pick Um, There's just so many fantastic Christmas movies that just put me in the spirit As somebody that loves Christmas I love Home Alone I like Jingle all the way But, the single greatest Christmas movie Ever made is going to be focused on And discussed at length We are going to be watching Muppet christmas carol
1: boy are we
0: boy are we so next week is a deep dive on one movie movies for when you love christmas it doesn't get any better than the muppet christmas have carol. we
1: ever built a movie up like this on the show like we've been alluding to this for months we've been
0: teasing this since halloween yeah <laughs>
1: like, we we talk about um, it all the time how much we love it
0: well well we'll see if it pays off we'll take uh Extra care to make sure we really elaborate how incredible this movie is. Hey, you have a week to watch it. It's on Disney Plus. It's probably on VHS somewhere. Watch it twice. If you've still got something. Watch it twice. It's great. Best Christmas movie ever made. I stand by that. Not
1: even close. <sighs> the difference between first and second place in that race is drastic. Muppet Christmas Carol by That's a right. country mile.
0: Ooh, country kilometer. It is the.
1: British. We are using the Queen's Metrics.
0: Yes. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> Alright, Denny. <sighs> Slide down the chimney. Wrap up my torn up Santa letter <laughs> around a bell. Put it in a box. Go ahead and stuff that box into a catchphrase for me. I don't know where I'm going with this. Put a catchphrase in my stocking, damn it.
1: For Greg, the Turbo Man Johnson. I'm Dinny, the Booster Taylor. Ooh, and this you. has been Movies for Win. You're my number one customer.
0: We already told you, Win.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Greg did the catchphrase It's a Christmas miracle.